Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Good morning, Logaman. Morning. Morning, Chris. Good morning. And, uh, and Captain Kirk is a little vacay. Where's he going on vacay again? <laughs> Down there in a tropical storm. Yeah, well, I'm going that way too. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fun. Man, you know, what is it? Bad uh, timing. El- Elsa? Elsa. Elsa. Yeah. Let the it go. earliest. Let, let it go. go. I've heard that a million times. Oh it's Macy's favorite. I know. Yeah, that's her favorite. I could play it onto my phone for it's you. Kind of like Barney. It, yeah, uh, no, it's not near as bad as Barney. <laughs> oh, it's pretty right up there. I love you. Yes. Uh, totally I don't know. Yeah. What are they? What are the other? The Teletubbies. Oh, the Teletubbies were. Yeah, they were. They were Teletubbies. They were weird Barney, though, man. Uh, see, weird. I like the. Okay, but but I, I hated the Teletubbies, but I like the Nunu. The little vacuum cleaner that just drove around sucking stuff up that they dropped yeah. everywhere. I didn't watch it that much. Yeah, well, I had a kid. I had yeah. a kid. It's not like I sat at home by myself. It was just like, you know, eating popcorn and watching oh, Teletubbies. Right. They, 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 were, they were freaky. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were like, uh, like you know, well, yeah, you something. Know, give me the... Give me the Roadrunner and Coyote right, right, and yeah, the Flintstones. No, 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 no. I'm, and, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Right? Uh, yeah, Donald Duck something. Donald Duck, yeah. Bunny, Bugs Bunny. Nah, Daffy yeah. crushed Donald. The crazy thing is is that they, they, they well, claim Coyote. that the violence in those cartoons it's were bad. Are you kidding me? He never did catch the Roadrunner. No. Yeah, but listen, I, I wanted to find an anvil so bad. <laughs> Because that's all yeah. he'd ever used. It's, just, it's ridiculous some yeah. of the some of the things that they come up with. Oh, I, I mean, I'm really? With I you. mean, it's just like, are you serious? Come on, that's violent. Anyway, it's, look, if you Elmer know, Fudd ever had a chance of killing B- Bugs Bunny, he couldn't do it. There's no chance. No, it's not a chance. Wabbit hunting. So it was I one heard- of the, it was it was one of the most poorly. Uh, portrayals of hunters in America that's ever been done. You know, here we are, an outdoor show, and yeah. and, uh, and you grow up with, okay, Disney's got Bambi, we don't want to shoot the deer. Right, right. And then you got Elmer Fudd. Bambi, Bambi's dad was a shooter. Was a total shooter. Total shooter, yeah. Total yeah. shooter. Yeah. 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 And then you got the portrayal of the American hunter in Elmer Fudd, which was, I mean, come on. Right, right. What happened to Davy Crockett? I, I heard I heard Frangie talking about this yesterday, and I was thinking, man, you talk about violence. Is he was talking about six gun territory? You ever you ever you know what that is? What does Frangie know about guns? Nothing. But I heard him talking about <laughs> it, and I went I went with my parents to six gun territory. Uh, what is six gun territory? Okay, it, I have it, no it idea was, what you're talking about. It, it was in Ocala, mm-hmm. and it was you would go into six gun territory, and they had gunfights, as in like, like cowboys. Have it so it's kind of like an actor portrait, yeah, yeah, but as a reenactment. But dude, I'm, I'm talking about guys like falling off roofs, 
Okay. It was it was awesome. Well, we, but I mean, can you imagine that these days? I didn't I didn't grow up <laughs> with uh, with with that. Yeah. But having grown up very close to uh, Manassas Battlefield, there oh, were yeah. a lot of reenactments sure. that, yep. that they sure. used to do when yep. I was growing up. Over there, yeah. where people would dress do up. They still as do Union that? Confederate. I think they still leave. Yeah, they still I do grew it. up. Yeah, I grew up near Gettysburg, and and that's a exactly. huge thing. Yeah, exactly. huge thing. Exactly. But anyway, and it's and it's pretty crazy. I mean, to, oh, to see that happen. Yeah, I mean, and the people who do it are into it. They're all about it being as authentic as possible, uh-huh. like down to the food that they eat while they're there. I mean, everything is as authentic. Yeah, as why they can would you want to do that it. though? I mean, look, I get the part of trying to yeah, cause you're weird. That's reenact why. it. But, I mean, it, it, look, if, they if watch you've got the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't knock the freaking Teletubbies, man. Oh, shoot. Anyway, it's uh, it's 4th of July weekend. Yes, Happy it is. birthday, America. Amen. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's all fly the American flag proudly. And, I put it up this morning. And uh, enjoy there. the weekend and make sure that it's safe. There's a lot of people that aren't going to be flying the flag and – Help them out a little bit. Fly yeah. yours even higher. It's exactly right. Bigger, higher. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. More brilliant. Yep. I'm all for it. Well, absolutely, I'm all for it. <laughs> what do you got going on for the weekend? I'm I'm going back to Georgia. All right. I, you know, and I'll be honest with you. I had I had three or four really good invites um, to do stuff on Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. You know, friends and 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 I. First of all, I I had already taken off Monday and Tuesday. You know, because this is kind of my work weekend to, mm. to really get things started, kicked off for hunting season. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's right around the corner. for sure. I mean, both seasons it's right nice. around the it's corner. It's not far at all. And and now we've got Tropical Storm Elsa coming up, so it looks like I'm going to get an extra day. So I'm going to I'm gonna take advantage of it. I'm just going to go up there, and, and uh, I'm going to get all my stuff mowed. I want to I want to move stands. Did um, that. I, I, we did that this week. Yeah. Yeah. And A permanent stand. A permanent stand. Uh-huh. Oh. Permanent stand. Yeah, we we moved a permanent stand that has telephone pole for legs. Oh Lord. Oh yeah. Wait a minute. I thought that a if it was permanent. a permanent stand, you <laughs> couldn't move. Well, it. it's pretty much <clears throat> when 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 I say we moved it, so I mean that confused. ought to give you. If it's a permanent stand that ought to give you an idea yeah. of what it took. Sure. Why would you move it? Yeah. It it was in a off of a food plot mm-hmm. that was you would hunt it on a north wind. Right. Problem is, is and that's where we set it up because we were thinking, okay, north wind, but that's where a lot of the deer come from, right? And it's a little bit not as easy to get to, and when you kind of get in and out, it uh, it can create a little bit of a ruckus. So, and we wanted to, we think that if we move it to where you start hunting it on a west wind, it'll get hunted more because we don't have right. many of those comfortable stands that you can hunt on a west wind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we. Broke out the shovels, the post hole diggers, had uh, uh, my young, strapping, strong son and his young, strong friend Jay, and me and Gerald, and tractor, and got it moved. How long did that take? Uh, it took a while. <laughs> Chris, when you say, what is permanent, or, you know, isn't permanent permanent? The poles, <clears throat> we use uh, old dock piling. Yep. Thank you very much, CNH Marine Construction. <laughs> nice. Uh, 36 inches underground. Oof. <laughs> Oof. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you, you talk about post hole digging to get them out. Yeah. I mean, that that was a chore now. And thanks It's goodness. good now, though. Yeah, thank goodness yeah. for the auger on the back of the tractor. Uh-huh. We didn't have to dig four new holes with post hole digger. Right. Back the tractor up at a spot and make lots of measurements. 
<laughs> yeah. and, and more measurements. Did you, did you lift it up with a bucket? Uh, yeah, had front end loader. Yep. And, uh, and I will tell you this, had the forks on it, put it up underneath because the way I built them, you can, you can do that. Right. But I also built them to where sometimes that's pretty tall. The, the front end loader was maxed out, maxed out all yep. the way to the top. Yep. And then when we were getting ready to put it in a new spot, we had to put logs and sticks under where the front wheels were going to go because if not, they were dragging. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a little creativity, but we got it moved. Yeah, we've 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 moved some of those big yeah. box blocks just just like that. Yeah, know? I need to, so. uh, hindsight. I will build them a little bit shorter, just okay. so that you know you can move them a little lift bit it. easier yep. the next time, and you can lift it with good, a front end load. Good tip. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a chore, man. No, but I, it's I, that I, time I, of year. Yeah, uh, that, so that's 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 yeah, it's that time hogs. of year. I mean, it's um, um it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be crazy hot. You know, it's supposed to be in the eighties, so. Um, for up there, this time of year, that's that's pretty good. Oh, it's great. You know, it's great. We had uh, was up early this weekend, like I said, and had uh, one day. Uh, first two days were were fantastic. Yeah, as far as weather, mm-hmm. not that hot. I mean, you know, warm, but it's not that hundred. No, it was beautiful. Five hundred ten. No, heat I, it index. was it was sixty eight when but I. But there up. was there Kevin there, there, there was one day uh-huh. that when you woke up, you you as soon as you walked outside, instantly it was time to take a shower. <laughs> I mean, the humidity was, was just like, oh, oh yeah, and that's and that's kind of been the case going on for Georgia and Florida now. Yep, I mean we've been wet. Yep, and we're going to do a weather forecast here in a minute. But I mean this this, this moisture, I'm ready for a break, right? What's the break, son? <laughs> yeah, g- give us some sunshine. <laughs> uh, even even my wife said something the other day. She, you know, because I, I, every day I get home around one to two thirty. Mm-hmm. And at one o'clock is because it's already raining, you know, yeah. and I, I, I'm pushed yep. off the water. You yep. know, two two thirty is I I got my full day in, and she was like, "When are we ever going to see any sun?" I mean, she's like, oh. "My plants need sun." sun is, yeah, it is crazy yeah. how much rain we've had. Yeah, it is. And I, I is does Noah keep track of that? I'm sure oh, they have to. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I wonder how many inches we've gotten in Northeast Florida. Um. I don't know, but I'm gonna see if I can find out okay. because I mean it's it's, it's got to be a record. It's got to well, so I don't think it's a record because you know typically you need a a tropical. Well, June might have been pretty good, but yeah. I mean typically if you get a tropical storm or some kind of low, right, and where it just dumps a massive amount of rain, obviously. It can I, just, I wonder you know, what what it is compared to the average. Yeah, you know oh, what I mean. It's definitely above yeah, the average. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, because just, I mean, it's just every day, and it's not just rain nope. either. <laughs> it's I mean, it's like freaking pouring. <laughs> yeah, it's been. And I, I'm, I'm going to have to fail to find yeah, it somewhere yeah. else. I mean, it's going to take a little while to uh, to figure all that out. But I mean, it has been extremely wet. Uh, I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm ready to have some sunshine. Yep. And I'm ready to have. Well, I'm ready for some cool weather, but I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pipe dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah, I'm not going to bet. By the way, I had some um, clients th- this week on 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 Tuesday, and they were headed up to Montana to get mm-hmm. away from the hot weather. Uh-uh. It's <laughs> like a record up there, isn't it? <laughs> They're like, dude, it's it's worse in Montana than it is here. I so, saw that the the Northwest was having record heat, 119 in Seattle. Yes. What? Oh yeah. yeah, Seattle, Seattle, and get this—it was like ninety-five at night. It wasn't even. Oh. And, and and here's the other thing: eighty percent. I believe that's oh, yeah. the number. Eighty percent humidity. Of, 
No. Oh. 80% of the folks there have no AC. They don't have AC. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, so so give, me, give me an idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, exactly. uh, Gerald's uh, son-in-law daughter. Okay. Uh, yeah. She, they live in Bozeman, Montana area. Right. I'm going to give you the, because I have them in my sure in my app, my weather app. Uh-huh. Because I, every now and again, I just like to look at the weather in Bozeman. Just to it, be, just, just, just to it, it cools cool me off. off. Yes, I understand. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Here it is. Uh, Bozeman, um, Montana. Today, the high is 93. <sighs> Tomorrow, it's 90. 87 is cooling down on Monday. And then Tuesday, it's going back to 93. Wednesday is going to be 95. Holy Thursday, crap. 91. In Montana. Friday, 89. Saturday, 91. Sunday, 92. Monday, 91. This is Bozeman, Montana. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm telling you. Wow. Uh, uh, Mr. Bob Solomon and, and his wife, who fished with me on Tuesday, they said, we're going to Montana to get away from the heat that's supposed to be worse yeah. there than it yeah. is here. Just followed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let's compare that real quick. Okay. Okay, let's... Uh, to, to Jacksonville, Florida? Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 83 today. <laughs> 81 tomorrow. That's that's 10 degrees cooler than it is in Montana. <laughs> 83 Monday, 84 Tuesday, 83 Wednesday, 82 Thursday, 85 on Friday. The only bad part is... <laughs> Every day it's, has a 60%, 60% chance or better yep. of rain. Okay, so so here it is, Chris. The people from Bozeman, Montana are flying to Jacksonville to get out of the heat. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I mean, that's, that's funny. Now, okay, that's wild, now, now check this out. Now check this out. So okay. I, I went ahead and looked um, – I looked at, at Bozeman, Montana temperatures in January mm-hmm, 2021. Mm-hmm. Normal temperature, uh-huh. 30. Okay. That's the high. Yep. Yep. So they <laughs> a 60-degree swing. Oh, yeah. From January to July. Uh-huh. 60 degrees. All right. So everybody probably does the exact same thing that we're doing. Sure. Everybody, I mean, Chris, you got a weather app on your phone? Yeah. Okay, Kevin, obviously, you probably got like three. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm sick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right now, open your phones. Okay, Chris, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, open your favorite weather app. Okay. Okay, and I I want you to tell me when your locations, how many different places do you have, and everybody listen, how many different places, we're going to have a contest, how many different places do you have input Okay. Uh, input it into your phone for wh- weather. I'll, 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 and give me your list. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you my list. <laughs> I'll go first while you guys are. Okay, go Chris, ahead. go ahead. Because I just have one. I just have Jacksonville. That's it. I don't care about the temperature anywhere else. Really? I don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, I live here. Okay, that's it. I don't mine. go. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. Come okay, on. Okay. Okay. The outdoorsman. Though, we love traveling. Oh yeah. We yeah. and we always want to know what the weather's been like in places that we are going to or have been. Okay, here it is. Um, Milan, Georgia, which is near your place. Which is, yep. Uh, St. Augustine, Norman, Oklahoma. Um, why? Why Norman? KK. That's where KK, your daughter's that's at. That's where my daughter's at. Cashiers, North Carolina, because I went up there fly fishing with, with Mark. Mark. So, so yeah. I always love to see what's in the mountains. Sure, it's beautiful. Yep, yep. Uh, Webster, Indiana. Which is where we uh, family, go, in, in go August in the fall? No, that's where we go in August on our go, uh, golf outing. Oh, golf uh, outing. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Twelve Mile, Indiana. Okay. That's where I hunt. Okay. Um, Arcadia, Florida. <laughs> why Arcadia? Okay, Florida? Why Arcadia, Florida? Because Grandpa Jimmy and 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 Debbie 
have a place down in Arcadia. We go down there and, and, during the, and hang uh, out the, uh, in the wintertime. Okay. That's where they live. All right. And then my last one is Steen Hatchie. I got Steen Hatchie in there because I always like to see what the so weather is. So you like to go to Steen Hatchie yeah. River Club. Yeah. So that's that's uh, eight eight places. You got eight. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got you beat. You got me beat. Yeah, yeah. I got you beat. Well, give me the list. Uh, Sanibel. Okay. Heading down there today. Okay. Yep. Uh, to greet. Elsa. Elsa. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, Ponte Vedra Beach. Yep. Uh, Fernandina. Fernandina. El Cheapo, man. El Cheapo, yeah. You got to <laughs> know the weather for the El Cheapo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Okay, downtown Jacksonville. Uh, Blanco, Texas, where Pops is at. Sure. Davidson, North Carolina, where Dylan, Dylan goes to school. Uh, and this is just a uh, pin that's been dropped on a map at my place in Georgia. Bozeman, Montana. Of course. And then Lake Lure, where my dad has a, a – him and his wife have a place up in the mountains up above the lake. Right. And that's where we've been uh, twice this year, kind of in that area. I mean, so – but, I mean, that's that's the way – and when it gets crappy weather like it's kind of been, yeah. rainy, uh-huh. and then it gets blazing hot and we're all tired of it, we all break out the app. Always. And we go, gosh, wonder what it's like in Bozeman, Montana. Well, if you're doing that right now, you're you're – you're losing. It, and because we always talk about how hot it is, and, and Mark Helmet always will text me, and he's like, well, I'm in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and it's 70 degrees here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really nice. All right, let's take a break. Yeah. We come back. We'll actually do uh, an updated weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And, yes, I went there this week again. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> Yep. You uh, crushed it. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll also do a tides report. Brought to you by Angie Subs right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And uh, Jason Adams is going to Steen Hatchie River Club July 4th. Really? Okay, yeah. So, I mean, he's like going, oh, is that, is, is it Elsa? Elsa, yeah. Is Elsa going to screw up his weekend, screw up his week? Well, you know, I think it's literally going to be a, a not even a whole one-day deal. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it, when you do the forecast, look at it, because it goes from like 40 miles an hour one day to five the next. Is that right? Yeah. I'm looking at the cone right now, and this is brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Best barbecue in Jacksonville, period, folks. Two locations. And uh, trust me, when you go there... Try the greens, and then they have a seasonal special for the Brussels sprouts that are like pan flash fried with a little Parmesan cheese. Money. Money. Just saying. Uh, so the cone, it's, uh, looking at it right now, uh-huh. as of uh, this morning, it's uh, down below the Dominican Republic, I would I think, looking at the map with uh, Jamaica kind of uh, in the red there, mm-hmm. which means it's a hurricane. It's going to be a hurricane at that point. But then once it goes over – I guess that's the, is that the Lesser Antilles that's just below, or is that uh, all of Cuba? Because, I mean, right now it's looking like it's going over Cuba, and then it would be basically right over the top of Key West, it looks like, at about 2 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay. And then by 2 a.m. on Wednesday, it looks like it would be at Tampa. So that, that's rolling pretty good. It's, 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 but it's a tropical storm by then. So when it goes across Cuba, Cuba. it's going to go back down – to a tropical storm, right, and uh, and then eventually kind of backdoor us here in Jacksonville, uh, 
with a, at that point it'll be just a, a storm rain event and then uh, by 2 a.m on thursday it will be almost over charleston south carolina yeah, yeah. and the wind goes offshore tonight and I, I think this is all good news for the Kingfish Challenge, Ancient City Gamefish Association, the Kingfish Tournament, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah. coming up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's going to be cleared out. Yeah, and and not only that, but the wind that they're calling for is is still south southwest, even when it when it's at its peak. So it's going to blow. You know, obviously offshore, not onshore. So it should just blow the ocean down. Okay, so let's take a look yep. at, at what it means for our waters, like you were saying there. So uh, the next few days, obviously, no impact from the storm. Today, west winds 10 to 15 knots, seas 3 feet with a 7-second interval. That's pretty nice. Uh, Sunday, southwest winds 5 to 10 becoming south in the afternoons, seas 3 feet. Monday, east winds 5 to 10, 3 feet. Tuesday, south winds 5 to 10 knots, 3 to 4 feet. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, tropical storm conditions possible. Chance of showers and slight chance of thunderstorms on Wednesday. So Tuesday night is when they're saying that some tropical storm conditions are possible. Right. So, but yeah, by by the weekend it should be. Yeah, we will be fine. Should be fine. Yeah. And hopefully it's not a big impact. All right, a tide support brought to you by Angie Subs. That's Sub Shop in Jacksonville, period, right there at the corner of Beach and Pemmon. And don't forget about the Grom at the Beach. A little different menu. And again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you haven't had the hammered pig at the Grom, do yourself a favor and get it. It's like a it's like a pounded out, breaded, fried pork on top of a bun with coleslaw, Peruvian sauce. It's money. Add a little salt for me, and it's fantastic. Uh, tides for Jacksonville. 10:18 a.m. is a low tide. That's going to be a .12, and that's a, this is a Mayport Bar Pilot Dock tide. 4:58 p.m. it will be a high tide. That's a 4.22, and then uh, later on tonight, 11:01 p.m. low. Tomorrow, if you're heading out early in the morning, it is a 5:10 a.m. 3.68 high tide. 3.68. Mm-hmm. That's about a foot off. Yeah. And then uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m. is your low tide. That's a .15. It's a good tide to fish in the morning. Mm-hmm. First thing, outgoing tide, I'll take that all day long. And and not screaming. Yeah, not hauling. No. no but, can, I mean, shoot. It's wherever Heck you yeah. want. <laughs> Get out there before the boat traffic because it's going to be ugly. <laughs> it and, and you think this weekend's going to be ugly? Wait till next weekend. Why? <laughs> oh, it's a tournament? And or, snapper. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Snapper season has uh, how many days open? Three days. Friday, Three days Saturday, next Saturday. weekend. Yeah, same days as, as Ancient City, as Kingfish Challenge. So, <laughs> are you fit? You're, you're not fishing that tournament, are you? Yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm actually fishing the juniors this year. I'm fired up. Who Who are you taking? I am taking. You're like a grandfather. You're I, not a, I, I don't, you don't have any I, juniors. I haven't fished the juniors since Kayla was 16. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's 24 now. And I miss it. You and I love to fish yeah, that Yeah, it was tournament. awesome. It was awesome. So, last year, um, I was fishing with um, my good buddy from Ring Power, Brian Shimonale. Mm-hmm. And he brought his five-year-old son. And when I tell you this, I'm not exaggerating. He has a three-foot cast net that he can pancake at five years old. 
No way. No, you, you ought to see this kid fish. I mean, we were tarpon fishing, okay, with a five-year-old. And hooked a couple and, and lost them, but it wasn't due to him, you know. And so I told Brian last year, I said, you know what? I haven't fished the juniors in forever. Would, yeah. would, would love to take Thompson out. And yeah. so, so him and I, Brian and I and, and Thompson are going to fish. Awesome. Yeah, the, uh, the, and I, I'm, I'm fired up about it. I mean, really, it's a great tournament. The it's, prizes it's, it's, for the juniors that they have in that tournament are really good. Yeah, just, I mean, just really good. it's just the way that it's run. I mean, you know, I, I know Don Dingman does a great job. They with, both with the tournaments kids. do a great yep. job for, yep. for the kids. Yeah, no um, doubt. So, so uh, because it's in St. Augustine, and and thank goodness, and this is this is funny. Um, I, there was rumors about these dates about two months ago. Uh-huh. So obviously, I put two and two together. I'm going, oh my gosh, the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. That's the same dates as Ancient City because I mark in January. I marked. And you're talking about snapper season dates, yeah, right? Yeah. So two months ago, I went to Comanche Cove and said, "Hey, I need a slip for, you know, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and they're like, "Okay, well, you know, that that's fine." Well, like two weeks ago, people were literally like calling me, going, "Are you sure you need that slip?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah I'm good. I got my slip, so uh-huh. so I don't have to have to deal with the boat ramp because it's going to be." It's going to be crazy. So this, uh, I've just pulled this up, and I wanted to make sure that uh, that I am correct because I don't want to put out any misinformation. Mm-hmm. Certainly don't want to do that because we've done enough of that on this show as it is. Sure. <laughs> uh, we try not to, but, well, but it happens. Uh, sometimes it sometimes, happens. Sometimes, you know, we just take a guess. What the hell? Uh, yeah, but Kirk's not here this week, so we'll point. be fine. Now, my question is, and – the dates, okay, because it's not just a three-day season, is it? Yes. And that's it? That's it. Really? That's it. So oh July 10th gosh. to the 12th, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. Now, what about the 17th? 17th of what? Uh, does there, Is there another day on the 17th? It shouldn't be. No? I, 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 no one knows about it if there is. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's – I, I want to – I want to, because I, I've read somewhere that there was an additional date, but you're saying there's a it's a three day season, correct? And that is it. That's it. Okay. Uh, and then that's yeah, set. It's the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. And that's set by ninth, tenth, and eleventh. That's set by who? SAFMC. Yes. South Atlantic Fisheries. Mar- SAMF South Atlantic Marine Fisheries Commission. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, it's disappointing that we only get three days. Well, here's here's my point. Why? Why uh, do we even have it? I why do you even have a season? It's I, look. It's great for the gas stations, for the tackle shops. I get it, but I mean, it's it. You know how many people are going to be out on the water? A lot. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's just, and then they're they're you know they're putting it right into. I, I you know. I know it's all up and down the East Coast. I don't know how many kingfish tournaments, but I mean, you know, in St. Augustine, you're talking about a kingfish tournament and snapper season. And by the way, there is a now for the tournament, the kingfish tournament. Mm-hmm. There's a snapper division. Oh, cool! Yeah, good idea. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, yeah, makes uh, sense. I mean, so I, I think it's an extra two hundred bucks. Uh, we'll talk to Aaron um, Johnson the, at eight fifteen, who's the tournament director, and she she's awesome. Yeah. She was a guest host. We should have had her come in and sit in with us today. I, I know. She should have. I, yeah. I, I invited her. She said, no, I'll just call in. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, we also have potentially another, another special yes, guest call today. Yes, Bouncer Smith. 
Captain Bouncer Smith. Okay. Maybe. Uh, and when we come back, we'll explain because a lot of people may not know who Bouncer Smith yeah. is, like me, because I, okay. had, I had no clue. All right, folks, if you'd like to join us this morning, 904 641 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So I got a little little piece of information from Guy Consignment Boat Sales uh-huh. when we gave the update last week about how <laughs> he was talking about yeah I got to put this for sale. Well then the last week's update was well we sold that boat. So I mean bam it happens at Consignment Boat Sales and uh, and they're pretty much selling them as they get them in for the most part. And he says uh, they're here to help you sell your bay boat, flats boat, center console doesn't matter. If you're looking to sell it, call Guy at 904-249-6225, or you can visit jacksboating.com. And he just wanted to send out a big thank you. Yep. And just don't forget now, uh, he is in Mayport, okay? Yep, right there by the boat ramp. And, and here's the thing. I, I've sent numerous people to him. And, and I've had people, like, try to sell their boats and have a hard time. And – they finally go to Guy, mm-hmm. and he actually gets more money for them mm-hmm. than, than, than after he takes his cut. Y- yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. what it is. I mean, he's got to take a commission, yeah, it's and then consignment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what the deal is. Not that hard. No. Uh, we got a, a little. This is pretty cool. Uh, we were wondering about the rainfall. Yes, totals. Well, Craig sends us a message on Facebook. Strickland says, uh, "Hey, the National Weather Service keeps those records, and of course, I can't find it, but." That's just me. Uh-huh. And he says that he keeps the rain totals here at his job out in Maxville. He said 13.1 inches of rain for June. It's rained here over 20 days in a row now. Yeah. Wow. 20 yeah. days in a row. No, I, I guarantee you it's been twenty days in, over 20 days in St. Augustine. I promise you. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we were talking about the weather. Michael won. I guess Prosser has this little thing during the week. It's called uh, Weather or Not. I've listened. I'll oh, you, you know what that is? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and yep. Michael won it this week, I guess, because you try to pick which city's going to be hotter. I, I heard it. I heard it. Okay, yep. Michael, Michael won. Yep, yep, and it, because it was uh, 10 till 7, which is um, whenever I'm on my way, to, I'll be getting ready to launch the boat. Ah. So I'll always listen to Prosser. Yep. Gotcha. So, yep. All right, uh, let's yeah, go the to the cities. The cities were. It you remember was, it? Yeah, the cities were. Uh, which one is warmer today, New Orleans or Kansas City? Uh, today. Yeah. It, and this was this was yesterday. I would I would pick just because you would you got to think the opposite. I would say Kansas City is going to be warmer. Okay, it was, you're wrong. It was New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, and That's, the other one was Helsinki. And I can't remember. I can't remember. It was Helsinki and something. But it, 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 he got he got both of them. He got both of them. Nice. Correct. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Okay. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Sandy's got a little hunting club report. Morning, Sandy. Hey, morning, guys. Morning, Sandy. Um, hey, I was fretting all year long, or first part of the year, about finding a hunting club. And I, you know, found one out there a little bit closer to the house. And you see that one picture of that albino? Yes. Yeah, yeah cool picture. Very cool. Yeah. Was it but, albino yeah. or pie ball? Pie ball. Pie ball. Pie ball, pie ball yeah. but I mean, a lot of people say, oh, it's an albino. Okay. Well, okay, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I hope I get to see it. I was neat to see it on a camera, but I was 
I'd like to see it. I'd, I'd have to sit there and watch it. Have you, you ever know? seen one, Jeff, in the wild? Uh, we, yes. yes. Not, not, a, not a true albino, but piebald, yes. Yes, you've seen a piebald. I've never even seen a piebald. Got have a, a piebald doe on my place, and it's, it's when you see her, you, you, you know it's, it's the same deer every time. Yeah. Because, and she, her body is really big, and her legs are short. Right. Almost looks like kind of a dwarfism type feature to this deer. So just and yeah. I, I, I and I've seen him seen her a couple different times. Uh huh. And you know it's one of those yeah. unique deer that you say, okay, well when that deer shows up next year, I'll be able to tell that that's the same deer. Right. So you're like, oh, I don't want to shoot it because I mean you know you're also thinking about man that would make a really cool rug. <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of neat to run across this club out there. Some um, you know you got sixty maintain stands and food plots all over and everybody gets to use every what stand you want um there's a water and electric at, at campsite they're gonna walk in cooler shooting range right there uh, it's a hoot um part of it's a qdm quality deer management uh, it's pretty cool nice and and, and where where's this at this is this uh, georgia or florida no it's from florida okay good for you Awesome. Yeah, instead of going thirty miles south, I was going about twenty miles west. That's nothing good, wrong with that. Good for you. Yeah, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. You know, for another grand, I mean, I don't have to listen to that generator no more. And that's what the wife was bitching about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, simple we're looking, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys, enjoy. Thanks, Thanks Sandy. Happy Fourth. Hey, we and, and we actually put the pictures up from Sandy. Yes, last week yeah, on our Facebook page, and uh, and by the way, this week there was a we posted shared a post from my FWC Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. They had alligator safety tips, mm-hmm. and we shared that on our Facebook page. And sure enough, Parker this week sends a picture of a dead dog in the ditch canal at his farm. Okay, dead dog. And there's a little baby alligator laying next to it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what happened to the wow. dog. But we also had a little post this week. And, Chris, I don't know if you've seen this or even heard of this. Have you guys ever heard of a century plant? Yeah, I, a I century read this plant? This morning, and no, no. I, I, I didn't know that that's what that was. Chris, you ever heard? No. Hear, okay. What is a century plant? A century plant is essentially like an agave plant mm-hmm. from Mexico. So, you know, we agave tequila. And I don't know if you make tequila out of this plant or not. I mean, a lot of people are kind of joking around saying, yeah, man, let's make some tequila out of this plant on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So uh, these plants originated in Mexico, and a lot of people took them and then moved them to Texas. And then a lot of people along the coast, like here in Florida, have these as well. And they look like kind of really big aloe plants, mm-hmm. to give you an idea. But they're agave, or they call them century plants. The reason that they call them century plants is that, well, they might bloom once a century. Well, that's not, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. They, the plants actually live from like 10 to 30 years. And then they only bloom one time. That's in, it? In that 10 to 30 year span. And then after they bloom, they die. No kidding. Yeah. And what is so amazing is, for example, my neighbor up in, in Georgia, Miss Jewel, and she's had this plant for a long time. And Mr. Emmett's, well, I, won't, I won't tear that thing down. It's glowing up next to the, uh-huh. to the shed. And no, Mr. Emmett, I just want to let it go. Maybe hopefully we can, 
You know, and they're getting up there in age, and she wanted to see this thing bloom. Well, this year, sure enough. It bloomed. And, and the coolest thing, you got to look at the picture, yeah. uh, and it's on our Facebook page. And Lori, which is Emmett and Jewel's daughter, lives right next door. She also posted a picture of the century plant when it just started the bloom. So it's almost like a little conical-shaped uh, yellow and reddish kind of a beginning, and then it literally shoots up with almost like a big giant asparagus stalk, uh-huh. and it goes straight up. And then once it uh, gets to its height, it actually goes kind of like poof, and it turns into this beautiful Dr. Seuss-looking tree. I mean, yeah. totally a Dr. Seuss-looking tree. And uh, and then what blooms that one time, and then. It dies. The whole plant dies? Well, or, or just while the, the- it's growing, this plant has little offshoot babies to it, okay? But the main plant itself, which puts yep. all the offshoots off, once it blooms, after that bloom is over, that plant is dead. That's crazy. So That's cool. I mean, yeah, what a cool weird, And I man. never knew anything about yeah. a century plant. I've seen plant. those plants everywhere. Yes, you yeah. see them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they make a bloom once a year. So, I mean, folks, if you've never seen it, go go to the to our Facebook page, like it while you're there, check out Miss Jewel Century Plant, and also uh, there was some some other folks that chimed in. Like I said, Lori, their daughter, put it up, and then uh, we also got a post uh, from Bruce Hall. He shared a picture from his century plant. He said it took his 18 years wow. to bloom, and it's getting ready to check out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just. Anyway, just pretty cool stuff. This, if you've never seen anything like that, uh, also this week on our Facebook page, uh, Jesse just returned back from his yeah, deployment, that was great. and awesome for us to be able to share the pictures of his homecoming, and yeah, with his family, uh, and we appreciate everybody, the men and women that serve our country, uh, without a doubt. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. If you'd like to join in, 904-641-1010. And you can always message us on Facebook anytime. That's a really cool song, by the way. It is the real version. Uh, Who is that again, Chris? Yeah. Dilly Dan? <laughs> you totally got me. <sighs> no, seriously, what is it again? Nah, I'm not telling you now. Thank Thank you. You got a guess, Kevin? No, I don't. And when he says it, it's, a, gonna... it's a guy. Yeah. And, uh... It's not a guy, it's a group. Yeah, I know it's a group. But, but I, the... I love to hear you flounder. But, mm-hmm. but the guy. Is uh is pretty hip. It's a cool song anyway. And the movie um that this is on? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know that movie either. It's it's, it's the cartoonish movie. Um, okay, I'll, I'll think of that. Obviously, I've seen a lot of this with with grandkids and stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I can't take it anymore. Smash Mouth is Smash, Smash Mouth. Thank yes. You. For crying Thank out you. loud. Hey, uh, folks. Uh, if you need tires, tire outlet. Yes. If you need service on your vehicle, tire outlet. Tire outlet. Mm-hmm. If you need a lift kit. Tire outlet. If you need a plaque to lean on your truck, <laughs> tire outlet. They can do it all. Do you, need, do you really need a plaque to lean? And, well, and have locations all over the place. 13. Okay, all around Jacksonville. So yeah. no excuse for not being able to use the, to get the quality care for your vehicle that you deserve. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 
and bring up Top Gun this morning. Morning, Top Gun. Happy birthday, USA! Amen. What's going on, fellas? Absolutely. Happy birthday. Now, listen, I want to go over something real quick to some people out there around the world. Please don't disrespect the American flag. I mean, uh, Amen, you have that right and that freedom to do that. But men and women died for the right for you to have that freedom. So think about that if you're thinking about disrespecting the flag. Well, I've, or I've the got a, I got a little philosophy anthem. on that Top Gun, and that people <laughs> yeah. can have a right to do what they want to do. But then people have a right to react to that. Right. Pretty simple. Right, exactly. I mean, just think about it. Use your head. That's that lump 30 feet above your ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you, were ta- baby. <laughs> you were talking about earlier about all the rain we've had. Uh-huh. And, and Lagerman said, I wonder if Noah tracks that. Of course he did. He built an ark. What the what? <laughs> now that's good. <laughs> Top Gun, that might have been your best. And if I was you, I'd drop Tell the mic right now. I'd drop the mic right now. That was, uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Tell me what you boys are doing this weekend to celebrate. Uh, What are we doing? Yeah. I'm getting on my tractor, and I'm going to mow, and I'm going to hang out with, with my wife and my dog. Uh, are y'all cooking out? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> do, do you know my wife? Because you boys <laughs> like to eat. Yeah. Oh, I did. Look, we're we're uh, celebrating with the Weiss family's kind of a tradition, little gathering mm-hmm. that everybody has on, on her side of cool. the family for 4th of July. So. So, yeah, we're going to absolutely have a gathering. We're going to eat. I mean, it's, just, it's 4th of July. Surprise, exactly. surprise. Yeah, my favorite, one of, one of my favorite holidays. I, I will say that ha- when I grew up, and maybe there's some folks listening that grew up where I did in, in Sterling, Virginia, okay? Mm-hmm. 4th of July was an epic time to grow up in, in Sterling, yeah, Virginia. Right. Yeah, I, th- it's the time that, that we grew up, I think. Uh, you I know, that all that. of us grew up, yeah. you know. It's a you know, a patriotic time and absolutely and we yeah. you know gathered we're unified, gathered with friends really unified in cooked, loving our our country appreciated yeah. the country and then one of the things that we had Top Gun in, in my community we had a Fourth of July softball tournament that's cool that that's was, cool that was put on by a, a, a longtime member of our community and uh, and it was. Bring your team, put a team together, show up on Fourth of July morning, and it was an all-day single elimination type That's of deal. That's great. And That's it was one great. pitch. Coolers included. Lots of beers. <laughs> uh, That's great. Lots of, in fact, one of the most popular things was that people would put like a plastic liner in the bed of the pickup and then fill it up with water so oh. you could have a portable hot tub. The, the redneck pool. Nice. Yeah, the redneck pool. Yeah. Absolutely. And, nice. And it was lots of beer drinking, and mm-hmm. they had multiple locations for the games because it got to be so big. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, yes, my team, we did one. Oh. We won it one year. and uh, But it was awesome. I mean, it was – and the best part of it was it was it was a reunion it, it was a for the community and a right. celebration about the birthday of our country. And that's what that's made it. That's how great. it should be. Greatest country in the world. Yes, sir. Um. Look here, this guy walks in a bar, 
and uh, goes up to the bartender and says, give me 15 shots. Bartender lines up the shots, glasses, and fills them all up, and the guy just immediately starts down them as fast as he can. Bartender says, oh, whoa, 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 hold it. Why are you drinking those so fast? The guy says, you'd drink them that fast, too, if you had what I had. Bartender said, what do you got? The guy says, about 75 cents. That's baby! <laughs> but, but I'm, I missed it. Oh, he said 75 about 75 cents. cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. That was pretty good, too. Yeah, the Noah thing was better. It was better. The Noah thing was better. You should have just stopped at that. I mean, that was tremendous. <laughs> when, uh, when Top Gun realizes that he's a better joke writer than the joke book that he's reading from, yes, he's going right. to be absolutely dangerous. The Noah thing, though, was the Noah thing was exactly. Great. It was I mean, man, perfect. that was that was classic. All right, let's go talk to uh, Handy Randy this morning. Handy Randy, we haven't heard from Handy. Handy Randy's going to be cooking on that green egg yes, that he, he won uh, this Fourth of July weekend. Morning, Handy Randy. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, we cooked on it last week, and usually my wife will now she she controls that thing. She's got it figured out, and she'll load both grills up and freeze most of the meat. And uh, you know, I used to work at Sunny's, and we'd cook our meat like three quarters done. And then serve it the next day. And time you heat it up, it'll finish cooking it, you know, and it'll still be good and moist. And she can now warm it in the oven. It pulls out of there, and it—I walk in the door. It's just like she's been cooking all day on that thing. So mm. it's definitely so, a good so, device. So, Randy, I got a question for you because you got the green egg and uh, from uh, Kirby Co. From Kirby Co. It was a cool Christmas giveaway, mm-hmm. uh, and Kirby Co. combined with with Hagen Ace Hardware to put this uh, green egg together. You're the the lucky winner. Now, did you ever upgrade and put the Flame Boss 200, 300, or 400, or 500 on that thing to help you control the temperature? No, I did not. And, oh, uh, you got to get one. No, what we've learned is that um, it, uh, we cook with it on our back porch, which is a screened-in porch, but it's fairly dependent on the breeze. But typically, we have learned that once you set it, and you wind up with about a one-inch opening, it'll stay. The, the temperature, if anything, you don't want to bring it up too high and try to bring it down. You want to bring it up slowly and keep it there. Uh, but it, it's dependent on the breeze on the back porch. But this last time she cooked, she actually had to have it completely wide open at the bottom. But the temperature, once it stabilized around 250 or so, 275, it stays right there. So, right. And, and here, here's the, the beauty of these things because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have these green eggs that are – Mm-hmm. Going to be cooking Fourth of July weekend because that's what we do. We we gather and we cook and we eat mm-hmm. on the Fourth of July to celebrate our nation's birthday. And uh, handy, if handy, Randy, if you've never heard of this thing, it's called a flame boss. Okay, and the flame boss when they first came out, it was you know the just the flame boss one hundred or something, and then they came out with the new and improved when it became the flame boss two hundred. They might be on seven hundred for God's <laughs> sake right now. I don't know, but it's somewhere. It's a flame boss five hundred or four hundred or whatever. But this thing, at the bottom of your green eggs and Kamado-type cookers, you have this little opening that allows air in through the bottom, Mm -hmm. and then it goes through your coals and wood, and then it comes out the top, okay, of the chimney. And then the heat obviously goes across the meat and everything. Well, it's sometimes a little difficult to regulate the temperature on those things based upon, like Randy said, the wind. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the humidity? Uh, what's the temperature outside? Well, with this little flame boss 
gadget, this little tiny one inch opening, you hang this fan down there on that opening and it's a little fan that has a couple things. One, it, it, the fan has a wire that goes into a unit that has another wire that sends a temperature probe into the actual cooker and then you have a meat probe that can go into the meat that you're cooking. And so what it does, it monitors the temperature in your Kamado-style cooker. And the fan motor that is attached to the bottom of your Kamado-style cooker or green egg, it turns on based on whether it needs to get hotter or not. And then so you, you only crack the opening at the top like the size of a pencil with all your little openings there. And it's where you could stick like a pencil eraser in the three different openings or however many you got at the top. And then your fan motor controls the flow of the air through it to control your temperature. And these things, I mean, that's the hardest thing. that you find that people have these green eggs and Kamado-style cookers. They get frustrated because, damn it, I can't get the temperature right. Mm-hmm. You know, gone and it got too hot. Well, with this little attachment, man, it, it's got Bluetooth, Wi-Fi enabled. You can be out mowing the back 40, okay, and check on the temperature of your Kamado-style cooker, and it puts the, the temperature right where you need it. So I'm just a little tip. Folks, if, if you've got a, a green egg, Kamado-style cooker, that Flame Boss attachment for temperature control and then has a meat thermometer and everything that attaches to it, it is the bomb. It is a must-have if you have a green egg, Kamado-style cooker. And, Randy, you you got to buy your wife that. I mean, if she's doing all the cooking on it, help her out. Help a sister out and get her one of the Flame Bosses. Yeah, Randy. Jeez. Yeah, she's, smile- <laughs> she's smiling and raising her hands right now. <laughs> see what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Well, I've been spending that money at Ace Hardware on my Ego weed eaters, and I've been going battery on everything, and so they're expensive, but they're good products. I hear you. Hey, but I want to, yeah, hey, I want to tell you guys, you mentioned about the century plant. I've seen those for, for some time. My wife's a plant connoisseur, and I'm a amateur photographer, so I like taking photos of a lot of her flowers and plants, and she knows a lot about them. But she came to me about a week ago and said, have you ever seen a Lifesaver plant? And I said, no, what is that? So she took me to the greenhouse and said she had found a, uh, it looks about like a small cactus uh, a year or two ago, and she just put it in a pot. Well, it multiplied. Well, all of a sudden it puts out this yellow flower, and if you pull it up and look, it when I looked at it, it looks like somebody took a red lifesaver and stuck it to the side of this flower on this plant. And it looks more like a lifesaver than a, Lifesaver out of a package, and that's why they call it a lifesaver plant. Yeah, it's but a it lifesaver a, cactus. Yeah, it is remarkable. It totally and looks I, like a lifesaver. I, I could not believe it. I said, "Well, is it sticky? Probably. It must draw the fly, the bugs, or something to it." And uh, she said, "No," because she was showing some kids in the greenhouse, and they actually touched it and and all that. But it's a remarkable looking plant. It's just amazing what God has made with all these different really flowers. Cool. And in, in fact. Uh, Kevin, the other day uh, up in Georgia, and Randy, you'll, you'll appreciate this. You live out there in, in the semi-country. We were riding in the woods and riding on the side-by-side and got some hog issues. So anyway, but while we're, me and Gerald are riding around, the rainfall up there has been plentiful. If you went around and you just – and you could do this while you're there. Mm-hmm. If you just went around and gathered the flowers that are naturally occurring mm-hmm. in the woods right now, you would have one hell of a bouquet. Oh, it's unbelievable. It is beautiful. It, it, it's, yeah, like I said, I was up there you know, last weekend. Beautiful. Yeah, it beautiful. is beautiful. I, I love wildflowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I mean, they're, just, they're beautiful. I mean, right now you could make one heck of a 
one heck of a vase and just put it in your kitchen and just sit there and go, man, this, that was all natural. I didn't have to go mm-hmm. to a floor shop to make this beautiful thing. I mean, it's it's beautiful, Randy, right now. Yeah. Thanks, Randy. Yeah. We've got to run. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. All right, buddy. Way long overdue. Yeah, way long overdue. And by the way, uh, Mike uh, yeah. Ross did say that uh, the weather or not. Yeah. Helsinki and Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay. what he got. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. All right, 904-641-1010 if you'd like to join us here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And, folks, don't forget, if you're looking to improve your garage or, okay, back patio, front porch, whatever, anything that's concrete, shark coatings can put this coating on it that lasts for years. It's tough as nails, way better than that two-part epoxy. And I can tell you this, it looks ten times better. I've done it, and I plan on doing a few other things places yeah that's right i'm gonna have a couple more things done with shark coatings check it out folks on social media and search it on the internet and they will do a fantastic job for you as they did me welcome back to the nimnik chevrolet outdoor show you're looking for a little getaway that's not that far away, Steenhatchy River Club. Well, I know a lot of people that have gone over there and, and stayed recently. Yeah, over there and do a little scalloping, a little fishing, just or just to get away, just relaxing. You know, do a little. You know, they got boats you can rent. They've got uh, the the clear bottom kayaks you can rent to check things out. So, uh, man, boats. What a what a great yep. place to go to get away. My earlier in the show, we talked about some of the people that we were going to have joining us. And uh, and you had men- mentioned a guy that had fished with, and you called me up yesterday or were texting me about a guy that fished with Mark Sosin, and and he's a, a famous charter captain. One from, of the most famous charter captains. From down south? From down south. Which we say down south, that My, can mean Miami. a lot of things, but it's mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about who he is because he's going to be joining us here in just a minute. <laughs> captain Bouncer Smith, and uh, I, I, I've seen plenty of TV shows. That, that, that he did with uh, with Mark Sosin, and then I had the pleasure of doing a show with Mark Sosin, and I can't tell the stories that Mark told me about Bouncer because that wouldn't be fair. Uh oh. So maybe we'll just let <laughs> maybe we'll just let Captain Bouncer mm-hmm, tell, mm-hmm. tell tell the stories. Good morning, Bouncer. Good morning, guys, and uh, great to be on with you, boy. I tell you what, you were just talking. You were doing an ad there for getting away from it all. I I couldn't believe it. Yesterday was the first time I ever fished in the, the Jacksonville area at all, and I couldn't believe it. We we I was with uh, Leon Dana, and we left the boat ramp, and it was solid houses on the intercoastal waterway, and we went what maybe a quarter of a mile, and we were in God's country. There were no buildings. There were beautiful Spartina grass and oyster bars and. Todd, what a beautiful slice of heaven you guys got there in Palm Valley. That was such a treat. And for those who are listening, uh, uh, Leon and uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Albert Adams, and I, uh, Leon ran us all the way down to St. Augustine uh, to share some coffee and donuts with a bunch of guys there getting ready to go fishing, Uh, all the guides. And uh, I got to meet... uh, the president of my fan club, uh, Scotty, was there. In, uh, Scotty Shank. Scotty. Scotty Shank, he's the president of your fan club. Sweet. <laughs> well, oh the boy. Jacksonville are the uh, Northeast Florida division for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got to test some of his products yesterday. 
And I'll tell you what, they really paid off. I caught on a half a day trip, I caught a 28 and three quarter inch redfish, a couple other redfish, sea trout, flounder, mangrove snappers. My last cast of the day, which was proof it was time to make it a day, my last cast of the day, I caught a stingray. <laughs> <laughs> Leon looked at me and I looked at Leon and I said, it's time to go to Palm Valley Outdoor Dining. We're going downhill when we get down to Stingrays. But uh, what a great day. I was, we had so much fun. Um, I know that the fishing yesterday was slower than the day before, but by the same token, the weather changed. The wind blew out of west and southwest pretty hard all morning. It was kind of pre-frontal. And I'm sure the barometer wasn't where the fish wanted it. So, uh, but by the same token, Leon sent me a picture from the day before, pictures from the day before, when he had a father and son, and the son was just beaming from ear to ear with one redfish after another. And I told Leon that it was better that that youngster had a great trip than Al and I, because Al and I have already caught too many fish in our lives. So. Uh, so, it's a so, wonderful, wonderful so, part, part of Bouncer, in, in in your career as as a charter captain. How, first of all, how how yeah, many how years? Long? How how long how long were you a charter captain? Full time, fifty four years. <laughs> wow! And when I say full time, I fished a great part of my career. I fished without a crew. I just me and my customers, and I fished seven days a week and four or five evenings a week, and uh, couldn't get enough of it. Now I'm semi-retired. Now I don't have a boat, but I do have a phone and Zoom and, and FaceTime and all that. So now I sit in my recliner and people call me up and I solve their fishing problems on the phone for a reasonable price. And if I if it works out to where I can get into their area, they can hire me to go on their boat and help them tune in their boat to where they can catch more fish so nice that's, uh, that's don't a, have a charter boat but still going fishing as much as i can yeah but but gold golden rule all right guy gets on your boat all right and says i mean do you do you ever tell him what you caught yesterday <laughs> well yeah you know that's a good question because i have to admit that more than once people got on my boat in the morning and they say, well, how the fish biting? I, and I would answer, I don't want to go there because I don't want to mess up our day-to-day. -day. <laughs> <laughs> sure as you say, well, everybody in the fishing world knows that the two most common stories in the world are, you should have been here yesterday, and boy, it'll be a lot better tomorrow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that's my point, Leon, sending so, you pictures. So, Bouncer, question of... First of all, nobody's from Florida for the most part. Everybody kind of migrates to Florida. Where are you originally from, and where does the name Bouncer come from? I was uh, born in Pontiac, Michigan, which is outside of Detroit. And when I was seven years old, my dad got a job offer to uh, take what he was already doing, but a company would pay all of our moving expenses to go to Miami, Florida, if he signed a two-year contract. Well, let me tell you, he moved so quick that we got our first ice skates for Christmas 
and we moved to Florida on January 6th. So uh, I moved to Florida in 1956, uh, and I already loved fishing from being in Michigan, and it just got better and better when I moved to Florida. I caught my first sailfish when I was eight years old on a double hook value that I rigged myself. At so, eight uh, years old, that's awesome. <laughs> I was off and running. But how, uh, how did you know that that being a, a fisherman for a living was what you wanted to do? Uh, I, when I was a little bitty kid, I couldn't get enough fishing, and when I was in school, I I was on my bicycle and on a motor scooter, and boy, I just all I did was fish, and and the Final nail was I went to Isla Mirada with a bunch of my buddies, and we were at Bud and Mary's, and this guy walks in, and he's just as tan as tan can be, and he's got black wrapper on, sunglasses on, and he's telling tales of tarpon and bonefish, and I said, yep, there's only one future for me, and uh, I just, it was the greatest career in the world. Like I say, 54 years, and I'm still doing it in another, another venue, so I just can't get enough of it. And, and, and obviously, you've had an opportunity to fish with a lot of great people and a lot of recognizable names that a lot of our listeners may know. Who impressed you? Who were some of the fishermen that really impressed you that you fished with and why? Well, I did, a, I did about... 20 shows with Mark Sosin. And the first time I met him, I said, well, that's the last time I'll ever deal with that guy. <laughs> and the second time I met him, it was a hundred percent reversal. He had, he had been trying to do a show for the state of Florida, on how to release fish. And he had had a real string of bad luck. And he had spent seven days and had nothing and we spent four hours and made the whole video. So uh, we got off to a really strong start. And uh, Mark was just a fantastic gentleman and and so compassionate about the little guy and trying to teach the little guy something about how to catch a fish on every show. Uh, and then I fished uh, numerous times and was on the stage numerous times with uh, George Poveromo. And, and just a fantastic time. And a name from the past, Bob Stearns. Bob Stearns knew more about fishing equipment and marine electronics and radios and reels and rods than anybody else I ever met. And Chico Fernandez and Lefty Cray for fly fishing. But the very, very, very best people that I ever fished with were kids. And even more importantly, kids that were physically or mentally challenged. Because, boy, I'll tell you what, kids have no prejudice. There's no such thing as a doggone barracuda, or it's another bonita, or, oh, it's just a shark. When you hook a kid up with a fish, whether it's a bluegill or a blue marlin, they appreciate all of them. And, and, Sharing fishing with them today ensures people caring about our environment in the future. So my best advice is 
go to the tackle shop and you see a poor kid drooling over the fishing tackle, try to arrange to get him out fishing with you. If there's a kid next door that always comes to see what you caught, try to arrange to get him out fishing. And by all means, if you got your own kids or grandkids, take them fishing every chance you get because they're the most rewarding trips you'll have. And I always always talk about this on charters. Kids take pressure off of you because they, they you, you you know that look like yesterday I caught a lemon shark. A kid was from Colorado, greatest thing he's ever caught. Oh yeah, you know, and and we had just caught a kingfish, a nice kingfish, and he was obviously way more excited about catching a lemon shark. You know, so, bouncer, thank you so much, man. It, it was it was a pleasure meeting you yesterday, and and um, I I do have to apologize to you for for catching. Mark Sosa, a bigger tarpon um, than, than than he caught with you, but you know it's just it's just uh, you know the, the the luck of the draw. Well, when when I caught Mark his biggest tarpon ever, we were very confident it was two hundred pounds, but we caught ours in ten feet of water, and uh, Mark said that the one he caught with you, he told me about it, and you told me about it yesterday, but. Mark said that your fish was well in excess of 200 pounds, and he just didn't know what he was going to do with that 60 feet of water where you couldn't tell the tarpon where he was going to go. So <laughs> uh, we both had honorable trips with Mark and, yep. uh, Mark and uh, uh, great memories. And today Mark hangs out in Boca Raton and, and goes on cruises with his bride, and he's still going strong. So. Fantastic. Uh, it was really great to talk to you guys. Yesterday morning's coffee and donuts was unbelievable. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, if you haven't fished uh, Palm Valley uh, or the St. Augustine, Jacksonville area, you got to do it because it's got some great scenery and some great fishing to offer, that's for sure. Thank, thank you, Bouncer. Have, have a great holiday. You too. Happy Fourth of July, and the old expression, "tight lines, guys." Captain Bouncer Smith calling a check. Legendary, in. yeah, legendary. Captain yes. Bouncer Smith, absolutely. I mean, fifty cool. something, fifty-four years, fifty-four As years. A captain. Wow, impressive. All right, uh, we got to take a break. Yeah, we're we a little do. bit behind. Yeah, and Thank then you. we got to talk to Erin Johnson. Yep. When we come back, and she uh, she's going to raise the level of this show up in a, immediately. <laughs> I can tell you that. And folks, uh, and don't forget, folks, uh, if you're looking for a lot of things to do in the outdoors through the 4th of July holiday, one place that can get you outfitted is Hagen Coastal Outfitters. They have the boat paddle boards. They have all of the outdoor apparel, kayaks. They've got uh, everything you could possibly need, including Hey Dude shoes and a full line of different types of sunglasses, all at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I was talking to you earlier about being able to fish the juniors tournament for the Kingfish Challenge, Ancient City Kingfish Association's tournament uh, coming next weekend. And uh, right now, the tournament director and the president of Ancient City Kingfish Association. And co-host. Yeah, yeah, and 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 co-host of the outdoor show. (laughs) Aaron Johnson. Morning, Aaron. Good morning. How are you? So what is it going to take 
for you to come back to us <laughs> and uh, and join us as a guest host again. Well, I mean, I, an invite. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me just let this serve as an invite. That we want to okay. get you in sometime after the tournament is over with. Okay. To talk <laughs> about the tournament and also, and we'll fire Kirk for a day. No, I'm just kidding. We'll have all of us in here and <laughs> sure. have a great time. We'll suspend Kirk. That's yeah, what just we'll do. For us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I'm making friends with Kirk anytime soon. <laughs> no, we're just, we're just kidding. So, so Aaron, t- for, for, so the last time that we we got to see you was in person. We were at Metropolitan Park, and that was the boat show. So boat show, Kingfish Tournament, uh, how many titles do you have? And tell everybody what they all are. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't even tell you. Um, uh, The administrative director of the Jacksonville Marine Association, uh, co-director of the Kingfish Challenge, uh, president of Ancient City Gamefish Association, board member for the Northeast Florida Marlin Club, I still serve on the boosters uh, to help them with their fishing tournament for the St. Augustine High School football team, which started when my son played football there. And I still do their fishing tournament for them every year. Um, I I help with um, the uh, Wahoo and uh, shootout and old school Kingfish shootout. I help the Dozers do some marketing and stuff for their, their tournament. So I do, I do a lot of stuff, but it's fun. I enjoy it. It keeps me out of trouble. Man. That's a lot, and and the, and the tournament that you have coming up is next weekend. Correct. That's right. And uh, it's it's going to be a pretty cool little deal because you have a juniors tournament, you have a kingfish tournament, and you have a red snapper division. We added a red snapper because they announced uh, open harvest on the same weekend uh, as our challenge tournaments this year, and um, so we decided to why not add a add a fourth division? Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well. It- I think that that decision is is going to I- increase the number of boats that will fish the tournament because That's right. it, it's it is a very popular you know fish to catch and a lot of people will be like well you know am I going to fish a tournament or am I going to you know go snapper fishing and now <laughs> they can they can do both they can do both they can do yeah, both and, yeah. and, and here's the deal I, I was talking to uh, Captain Zach Timmons about this yesterday because he was. Oh, with Zach last night. Yeah, and and, 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 and and he said, he said, you know, I think I'm just going to go snapper fish. I'm not going to fish a tournament. I said, wait, there's a snapper division, and he, and he goes, oh, 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 oh okay, you know, he, he, and he's like, dude, I've caught some some giant kingfish on a flat line while snapper. While fishing. you're snapper, yeah, so you, you know. can kind of do either yeah, way. You yeah. can either kingfish and then maybe go take a break to go catch a red snapper, right? Or you can go snapper fishing and flat line for a kingfish. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's funny that you say that because. The last couple of years when my husband and I were out, uh, you know, during Red Snapper uh, open season, my husband always puts flat lines out when we are bottom fishing. And 10 times out of 10, it's a kingfish hitting the flat line. Sure. Um, And um, we've caught some very large kingfish on flat line while snapper fishing. Yeah. So so I think that's that's a really good uh, strategy to have. you know, because, and, and it's fun. It's fun to catch. I think it's fun to catch uh, kingfish on flatlines. The crazy thing now, though, Aaron, is that if you're flatlining, you probably have just as good of a chance of catching a red catching snapper a now. Snapper. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's the truth, too. Yeah. We have we have gone up to bottom spots to, to fish for mangs and, and whatnot and have put a flatline out and um, have caught several several red snapper on flatlines. So that is a true statement for sure. 
Yeah. So, so for those people that uh, and and it looks like the weather's going to be fine. I mean, with uh, it does. Elsa coming through, it's already going to be gone. It looks like the weather's going to be great for the tournament. And for those people, t- tell people what the dates are. Like, what day is Junior's Day? What day is the tournament day? Uh, and the kind of the the setup for the tournament. Okay, sounds great. Yeah, so we start on Thursday night at 5 p.m. with our kids night, um, which where the kids go through the mini flushing clinic um, that um, our lifetime member Donna France is infamous for. Um, so they'll go through the mini fishing clinic, and then they will have a hot dog party, and they will have um, their short captains meeting and, and last minute registrations. They can also register that night, um, and then on Friday. Uh, starting at 7 a.m., the kids can fish. So that's when the, tr- the junior angler tournament is, is on Friday. Um, and weigh-in is 1 to 3 on that day um, at the Northeast Florida Marlin Clubhouse uh, inside of Comanche Cove Marina. Um, and then that wraps up about 3 o'clock. They do their awards sometime between 3 and 4. And then 4 o'clock to 7 p.m. that night is final registration for Kingfish black, uh, Backwater and Red Snapper. We have live music, food, cash bar, raffle, vendors, and then we'll have a short meeting promptly at 7 o'clock. Um, and then Saturday and Sunday are the fishing days for the backwater kingfish and, and snapper. Um, and, uh, you know, they can come in to, to weigh in on Saturday from uh, 3 to 5, and on Sunday from 2 to 4 we'll do weigh in, and then as soon as we can get everything tallied up, we'll do the awards um, on, on Sunday um, early evening. Is there is there a checkout this year? There is no checkout. Okay. Nope. We eliminated checkout. Good. Um, we eliminated checkout. We expanded the boundaries a little bit. Uh, you'll still get a boat number assigned just so, you know, because it helps us on the back end get, uh, you know, stay organized and on track with everything. But no checkout, no pictures needed. The only thing that, that is required is that if, if you are bringing a fish to the scale, you must check in with tournament to let us know that you're coming so we can kind of know who we're expecting um, at the scale as we get closer towards the end of the weigh-in time. Right. So. And so this this tournament's a little different, the the rules, because it's basically an okay. aggregate tournament, correct? It is an aggregate tournament The the for, for both kingfish and backwater. Um, they can weigh in two fish each day, uh, so t- four fish total over the two days. Right. And the two the two heaviest fish will be their, their aggregate. So two out of, out of four potential weigh-ins, only two are going to yeah, count. So the the, the, exactly. the the very cool thing about that is if you didn't catch a fish the first day, yeah, you can catch yeah. two you're on fine. the second day. You're 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 fine. I mean, James and I seriously, we've we've gone you know fishless the first day and caught two nice fish the second day, and 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 you know you're you're in the money. Yeah. So you know you 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 catch a a, a twenty five the first day, and, and you're let's just say I mean you might be in tenth place. Well, you might not even come in the money. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, you if, if you, yeah, if you don't, you don't catch, if you don't if you, catch one the second day, on day yeah. two, yeah, yeah. I so. think our winner in 2019 um, that actually happened is they caught a very large fish um, and a decent uh, second fish on on Saturday, and then had some engine trouble and couldn't even get out on Sunday. Yeah, and ended up winning the whole thing with those two fish on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it's, it is good to have those two fishing days and be able to weigh yeah, in. It's, it's, in it's, 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 it's a, it's a great tournament. It's a great rules. Uh, I, I enjoy that. It's, yeah, it's, it's good fun. setup. Yeah. Good setup. It's different. It's different. It's different. We try to make it, you know, it's, it's, we've been doing this tournament for 20, over 20 years here yeah. in, in St. Augustine. And, um, you know, tournaments have come a long way. They, there's, you know, they've, there's so many different tournaments and tournament trails these days, but I think what sets us apart 
from the others is that we try to keep it family friendly. It, it is iconic. You know, we've, we've, we've done a lot of surveys over the, the years asking people, you know, should we change it to one day? Should we make it big fish? And, and the majority said, no, we enjoy the way it is. It's, it's fun. We look forward to it every year. We've got a lot of people come in from out of town. They use it as their vacation, you know, for their family. Um, and, uh, that makes us feel good, obviously. And, and most of the, the proceeds go to H city game fish association, correct? So the proceeds, um, this tournament is our big fundraiser. Uh, we, we use it and it serves as our, our biggest fundraiser for the year. And it does, um, help us keep our operating, you know, keeping our club and our, our operations, yeah. um, going, but we do make very sizable, uh, charitable contributions to local charities out of some of the proceeds. Um, and, and that is what's important to us is to continue to give back to our community and things that are important to us within our community. Um, so each year we pick about, I would say anywhere between three and five, uh, local charities and organizations that could use the funds and we make, uh, contributions to their, uh, to their causes. Awesome. And, 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 and one more thing, this is the most important thing. Prize structure has changed this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we, um, okay. So, yeah, so we decided, um, you know, again, like I had mentioned just, just a second ago that, that there were several tournaments that have kind of popped up and, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay to play and you gotta, you gotta kind of, they raised the bar. So we had to kind of raise our bar a little bit. So we did up the prize structure for both the Kingfish and backwater. So, um, the payout, uh, for Kingfish first place used to be 10,000 and this year, um, and this is based on um, entries and sure. whatnot. But if we can get to 150 boats, we'll, we're going to give $20,000 to the first place, um, $8,000 to the second place, and $6,000 to the third place that's for the Kingfish Division. Yeah, that's, that's it, really yeah that's, nice. that is a pretty that's a pretty huge increase. That's a that's a $44,000 total payout because we do pay first through tenth place um, in both the Kingfish and Backwater. Um, and then backwaters, uh, the first place is still 5,000. That was what it's been the last few years since we started doing the backwater division, but we've upped the price structure, uh, going down. So second place will now get 1500 and third place will get 900. And that's based on a hundred registered anglers. Mm. Good. Good deal. That's yeah. good. Good. Well, you know, you know, I'll be there. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to fish in the, 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 the juniors tournament. Once again, I have it, it. It's, it's probably been seven or eight years since I've done it. So, um, it's, it's, it's yeah, the junior angler ch- challenge is a lot of fun. Yes, for sure. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Aaron, we appreciate Thank it. You. And, uh, and then we're, we're going to coordinate schedules and we're definitely going to get you in maybe the weekend after or the second weekend after whatever is more convenient for you. Oh, that would be great. I would love that. I would love that. And anything that we didn't cover today on this about the challenge, if they want more information about each division and, and, and the Red Snapper, they can go to acgfachallenge.com. Awesome. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. All right. Y'all take care. Happy 4th. Happy Thank you, fourth. you too. All right. Uh, let's take a break. Let's do. Uh, we come back. We are uh, we got uh, LV. Scotty, Scotty Brown. Oh, We're going to do an LV Hires Gear Tip. We're running a little bit behind. And then I, I, I'm going to ask the masses. Because and this is a question, I'm going to put it out there right now okay. before we go to a break, and Chris is going to have to answer a few phone calls. We got a question from what? Dan Friedman. Okay, well, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. We got a question from Dan Friedman. Okay, and 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 Dan, I apologize for not responding sooner. He had posted this question up on Facebook last week. He lives in St. Johns County. Okay, he has a steel bass boat trailer, and it needs some welding, step pads replaced, maybe even getting it painted. 
and uh, he said he lives in St. Johns County. He doesn't care about driving. He's looking for the right recommendation on where to take this trailer to. So if you've got an answer for Dan, 904-641-1010. And, it, and the reason I bring this up is because yesterday I was driving uh, on JTB, and there's a, there's a car on the side of the road, and it's a car that's pulling two jet skis. Uh-huh. The trailer pulling the jet skis from – if you look at two jet skis set up, and it's wide, and then it comes together, it necks down to that one single, like, four-by-four four post that goes up that attaches to the ball on the car. Mm-hmm. Right where the it came down to the single bar, it literally had snapped, snapped. in half and was oh, laying gosh. on the ground, oh. and you could see it was rusted. Yeah. You know, from years and years of, of exposure to salt water. And a guy's on the side of the road with two jet skis, and – and he can't do anything about it. No. You know what I mean? you, you got to go get a new trailer yeah. to put on these two jet skis. And what are you going to do? Lift the jet skis up one or the other? I don't know. I mean, I, I was going, oh, my goodness. And so, anyway, this kind of coincides with Dan's question about a place to get some welding done and get a trailer fixed, painted, et cetera. If anybody has a recommendation, 904-641-1010. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. And when we say all across Southeast, we mean all across Southeast. They've been doing it for a very long time. They can not only handle the delivery of all kinds of fuel, but they can handle the tank monitoring and uh, any kind of technical aspect questions that you may have. Fished with a uh, gentleman. Mm-hmm. This week, that was a very good friend of Brian Stone's, but also a client. And he goes, dude, because nobody does a better job with fuel supplies than LV Hires. LV Hires. Right. Yep. There you go. Yep. L-V-H-I-E-R-S dot com to learn more. And at some point here in the next month and a half, uh-huh. we're going to have, Kevin, we're going to have your doctor. Yes. On. Yes, Mr. Jennifer Lee. Because uh, Kevin recently underwent how many surgeries? Three. You had three different surgeries because of skin cancer. Correct. How many different incisions during those three surgeries? Three? Yeah. So three incisions all across where? My back. Okay. Now, you had one before on your face. Yes. Okay. When was that? Uh, Eight years ago. Okay. So you've had four different surgeries. I've had five. Where was the other one? I've had most surgery twice on my nose. Okay. Twice on your nose. And then the three on your back. Yep. That's five different surgeries. Okay. And uh, when you were younger, how much uh, sunscreen did you wear? None. Uh, okay. That's, and that's where it came from. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay. Captain Kirk loves a particular sunscreen, and it's available at Hagen Ace. It's available at other locations as well. I like it. It's called Sun Bomb. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Kirk loves it because when it goes on, it's not that real thick stuff. It goes on smooth. Right. It's easy to put on. And, folks, I'm just telling you, for the summertime, you've got to be wearing some type of sunscreen. And Captain Kirk says the sun bum is the way to go. Because if you don't like it, and you don't like putting it on, and you don't like the sensation of actually wearing it, then you're not going to wear it. Right. And the whole idea of sunscreen is to wear it. Exactly. So, uh, folks, uh, if you haven't tried it, try sun bum. And they have a different SPFs and everything else that you're LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. But when I when I brought up your your doctor, mm-hmm. we're going to have her on yes. sometime in the next couple weeks and, and work it out with her a month will. or whatever. 
because we need to have a conversation about taking care of your skin yeah, she's in the outdoors. Uh, I mean, because I, I literally, she fishes with uh, her husband, Dewey. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I asked her, I'm, I'm like, I'm serious. Well, you know, do you wear a big brim hat? And she's like, oh, absolutely. I mean, she's, she's like, you know, I'm just telling you, I see what the sun can do to people. So, yes, it would be, it would be fun to have her on. All right. Well, we'll do that at some point in the future. All right. Uh, again, the question is out there. Mr. Dan Friedman is mm-hmm. looking for a place that can do some welding to his trailer. It's a it's a steel trailer, so it's not like a – I guess it's not a galvanized, but he needs some welding, looking at maybe and I, you know, even getting I don't it painted. Know. I mean, I, I saw that question. I didn't even know how to answer it because I don't – I don't know anybody don't that know does that, that either. That, 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 does Adam do anything like that? No. No? No, I mean, that's, that's not really his thing. No. And, that, and you're talking about Adam and all aluminum concepts. Yeah. And, but, I mean, this is a steel trailer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Um, we'll see if anybody has an answer to help get a, a steel boat trailer up. fixed to potentially get it repainted. Most people would just say, go buy a new one. I mean, that, cause that's what a lot of people will do. Yeah. But if he wants to get it fixed, uh, I will say this, Dan, and if you're listening, uh, main made studios, which is out in Mayport does welding for anything. Okay. And does a tremendous job. I mean, he does uh, welding for anything and also can do some beautiful artwork welding type stuff. And I'd call him. I would still call Adam because he might yeah, know yeah, he somebody. he might know somebody. You know, all aluminum concepts, Adam Triai. Um, he would, he's, he's in that business. You know, he might know somebody. All right. Uh, all right. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up uh, Scotty Brown this morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, buddy. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're doing great. I, I, I have been dying to tell this story, Scotty, and, and, and I, I, I always think about all my outdoor buddies. Um, when things happen to me in the woods, that uh, this was probably, Scotty, one of the um, top five of the coolest things that I've ever seen in nature. And this is, this is so wild. So... My pear trees, and I, Jeff, I don't know about your fruit trees or uh, everything is is unbelievable. Oh I'm, yeah, I mean crazy. The uh, like, the, my the plum, vines, plums are already done. Oh, the plums are done, but yeah. but, but but so, Scotty, I, I I mowed around my pear trees, but I didn't want to get too close to them, uh, simply for the fact that I didn't want to uh, uh, knock the pears off. Roundup. Okay. Uh-huh. So roundup. So, yeah, I can do I can do roundup. So anyway. Um, the next day, I told Carrie, I said, look, I'm going to go put a trail camera on my pear trees because I love to watch the deer come in there and, and eat the low-hanging fruit and things like that. So I'm, I'm hanging the, the, the camera up, and I, I, I kind of walk over towards the, the pear tree, and a pair of quail, adult quail, male mm-hmm. and female, they come out of the tall grass. And, and I say tall grass. It's, it's a little over ankle deep, you know? And they get out in front of me. And they start acting totally retarded. They're trying to distract you. Hold on, yeah. Totally retarded. They're know. running into each other. They've got the wings on the ground. <laughs> they're going, wee, wee, wee. I mean, they're just, I'm like going, I've got retarded quail. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm watching them. And they, they stop and look at me and they, then they start all over again. <laughs> they're just going. And, 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 and then it hit me. I'm, and I'm standing in the grass, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll go, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Don't move. Yep. Don't move, and I, and I look down, and all around my feet, and the whole grass starts moving, 
and, and it's little bitties, little tiny bitties, itty bitty. Oh, awesome. and, and 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 as I'm, I mean, literally now I'm not moving, right? And 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 the the male and the female, they're they're still doing their thing, man. All I mean, like dragging their. I'm wings. hurt. Come I'm, get I'm me. So, I'm hurt. Come get me. So hurt, you know. And I'm going. This is so flipping cool. <laughs> it you is know? cool. It was cool as hell. I mean, what the heck, man? Nature. That how do those quail where what is it in their in their brains that they look at each other and go okay we got to put the show on you know <laughs> mm-hmm. we got we got yeah. we, we got to do it. I'm we got to draw them away from yeah, our babies and they were running into each yeah. other and dragging their wings and, and going oh, upside wow. down come and, get me i'm hurt and, yeah come get and and, and i'm I kept, an easy meal and i was i was thinking to myself y'all better shut up because if there's a coyote anywhere around here mm-hmm. he's coming because i mean they were they were i mean loud and uh and we have a a ring power tip of the week mm-hmm. that is kind That's, of in line with that. It is. And, I, and I've got two experiences to share I, uh, with, good. The, yeah. with the ring power yeah. tip of the week when we get to it. But, but cool, uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Oh, I bet. That was awesome. That's great. Yeah. I've never seen that. I, I, I hadn't either. I've never seen I've baby quail like quail. that. Dude. I mean, I've seen it with other birds. <laughs> they, 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 they're about the size of your thumb. Really? Oh, little tiny guys. Little. That's little, awesome. It was so, so cool. So I've cool. seen ducks do that. I've seen ducks do it. You know, where they act kind of funny on the water, yeah. Scotty? You mm-hmm. know, where they act all hurt? You know, they're yeah. trying to draw oh, you yeah. away from maybe their they, nest They got something. nothing on quail. No? <laughs> they're, not, they're not near as good of an actor as a quail. So Yeah, the ones that don't act as geese, they'll just kind of move a little bit from the nest of the little ones, and then they make a lot of noise and bow up on you. Yeah. Spread their wings, make themselves look bigger. And, but a lot of birds do. They do that acting, and it's, it's so great when you can see it. It was. I'm telling you, it was one of the top five things I've ever seen in in the woods. It cool. was. It was cool. And and when it Did hit it me, I was like, Oh no, don't don't move. Mm-hmm. You know. And, mm-hmm. and then I look down, and they're just they're they're moving all in the grass. You I, know? I, I you know the the amount of quail that you hear this mm-hmm. time of year and uh, is is a is a lot. I mean a lot. Yeah. You know you hear that. Yep. You hear that sound all the time in the woods, and it typically starts right at the end of turkey season is mm-hmm. when you start to hear a lot of the calling. And even right now, you're hearing a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, they made it the same but time. But I've never had that experience of seeing I, a bunch I of had, baby I quail. Either, That's and, cool. And it was, it was the, one of the coolest things I, I've ever seen. I'm, I immediately went back to the double wide and said, I told Carrie, and she said, did you take a video? And I was like, no, I, I didn't because, I, I, first of all, I, I didn't want to separate them. Yeah. You know, I really wanted to just leave. Yep. You know, yep. get and, out of there. And, here. Yep. 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 Cool. Nice story. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so you get lots of fruit. You got lots of fruit this year, both of you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty much everything from the persimmons to mm-hmm. the crab apples, mm-hmm. the plums are almost over, uh, not completely done. Do you have a grapevine? Uh, yeah. I got grapevines, wild grapevines. No, I mean, a, a, a you know, like a muscadine vine? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. I mean, like one that and you planted. No, no, no. I didn't plant any. I'll show you some pictures of ours. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, it's unreal. Yep. Our grapes won't be ripe until the end of July. Correct. Yeah. And have a ton yeah, of it, ton of ton of fruit on the trees for the most part. The, the one the one tree that doesn't, that, that I'm, I haven't seen a ton yet is like I have not seen a lot of acorns yet. I, yeah, I haven't really looked, but yeah, like the uh, the sawtooth oaks, right, right. They they got one, but like the the live oaks and stuff, I have not seen a lot of acorns on those trees. So, is it early for them? I don't know. I don't know. Might be first uh, of July. Yeah, probably. I mean, most acorns that about the 
course, I mean, the part where I live, we don't get we we start getting the the big white oak. Um, we get those starts usually sometime the beginning of August. That's when the grapes get ripe and start falling out of the trees also. Mm-hmm. And then the other acorns kind of follow after that. And sawtooth, I don't I don't know when they start dropping. I'm not, they drop I'm not early. Kind of, okay, then they might be either ready. That's why to drop I guess that's why. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. The actual, I mean, I just know that typically it's a bow season type of thing. Yes, exactly. But Mm -hmm. that's why you can see the sawtooth trees producing the acorns already because they drop early. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a little early for the live oaks. I don't know. But hopefully they've got some acorns, but not too many. Exactly. What's that? I'm with you. Is it raining up there today? It's been raining every day up there, Scott. We don't. That's not fair. If it's the other way. The question is, is. Is it not raining? Yeah, is it not raining? Yeah. You know, well, yeah, I'm down in, uh, in my mother-in-law's, and it's supposed to rain here all day. So, yeah. I went out and dog trained this morning in between downpours. Yeah. Yeah, well. It's time to start shooting your bow and start training your dog if mm-hmm. you, for those outdoorsmen out there. Yep, absolutely. All right, Scotty, we got to take a break. break. Okay, guys, great talking to you. Have a good week. See ya. All right, All right, we come back. Uh, we're going to do our Ring Power Tip yes, of the Week and, uh, and share two stories that kind of go along with that. And we're going to talk to the uh, uh, president of the Northeast Florida, North Florida chapter. Yes. Of what? Fan it? club of Captain, Captain Bouncer Smith. Captain Bouncer Smith fan club? Yes. Okay, okay. We're yes. going to talk to the president. That's a big here. name. <laughs> By the way, he never answered the question, where does Bouncer come from? No, he did not. I, I, I think no, he, he just, took that as in, um, um, as in you asked him where he came from, so right, right, Michigan. Right, right. Yeah, so, that's yeah. A, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, would like to know that. <laughs> maybe point. the name came from Michigan maybe as well. Maybe it's his given name. I don't know. I mean, we'll, anyway. Uh, 904-641-1010, and you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store has the youngest fleet in the industry, which keeps your job running smoothly without interruption where you get dependable products. And uh, don't go to anywhere else if you want to make sure that your job site and operation is running without interruption. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip, it's that time of year where you start to see baby quail. Mm -hmm. You see... Polts, but they're not so little anymore. Right, yeah, okay, the turkeys. They, yeah. I'm not worried about polts. But you see the fawns yes. from the deer that are that are are now out and about. And I'll, and I'll give you two examples that happened to me this week. On um, Tuesday evening, me and Gerald are riding around and checking out some areas for some hog sign, and we are riding down a fence row and get within like 10, 10 yards of a little clump of bushes right on the fence, and out runs a fawn. Mm-hmm. You know, takes off. Oh, that's cool. You know, a little spotted fawn. Mama's nowhere. To, she's somewhere. But she's somewhere. Somewhere. And then, uh, and then I was uh, doing a little vegetation control around the pond and almost stepped on one that was even younger because <laughs> it was kind of uncoordinated uh, running away. The one that ran on the fence row was like, yeah. and this one at the pond was like, oh, oh. <laughs> they look retarded. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so smooth, okay? So that's why this time of year... And Dave Edwards has talked about this many times, our, mm-hmm. our good friend Dave Edwards, that uh, mowing is probably not the thing to be doing in a lot of areas right now. 
especially in, in those parts of Georgia, because you know, deer's gestation period is about 200 days. Mm-hmm. And so if you had a rut that happened you know, the first week of November, et cetera, that you know, you're starting to see from the first week of November to the middle part of November, you're starting to see the fawns that are out now. So you got to be careful. The newborns are around, so you got to be very careful when you're mowing, whether it be overgrown fields or power lines or anything. You know, so we, most people will tell you, and, and wildlife biologists will tell you, just stick to, to mowing the middle part of the road yeah. and leave the rest of it alone. Just give it a little bit more time. Because, like the, the quail that I talked about, they're, they're in nature, what they're, they they squat, you know. That's that's you know they they're trying they, to hide. hide. And no, you know, literally, they, there's uh, I hate to say this, but there's been stories of people that have been out mowing and they literally will mow a fawn. Yeah, they don't know it. Yeah, they don't know it. If if you're if you're and because again the, the 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 you know his instinct is to hide and not run most of the time. So you just you just got to be careful. And I had some pictures are awesome. I, I just had this, a great sequence of trail camera pictures. And, um, and to I, give everybody an idea, it's on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and there are five pictures on this post that we have. Mm-hmm. And all five pictures are from the exact same trail camera, but there is it's over the course of four different days from June 24th, 25th, 27th, and then July 5th, I believe, are it, the different no, dates. No, 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 524. 524. 524 to, 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 so, June, so, to yeah. June 5th, yeah. Okay, yeah. so May... Into July, into, is that right? In, into June, into June. Yep. Okay. Yep. So May into June, and this is uh, in your ruts a little bit earlier than mine. Yes. But this is these are some cool pictures Great because pictures. the very first one is on May twenty fourth. Is yes. that right? Yep. May twenty fourth. Yeah. And it, and you can see that the fawn can barely even walk. Yeah. Barely. And then within a matter of going from the twenty fourth to the last picture, mm-hmm. which is July June fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fawn is now okay. Yep. I'm kind of keeping up with Mama. Me. You know, I can yep. run a little bit even. <laughs> it's cool, man. I mean, what a great sequence of yep. pictures. It was. I, 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 and I just had left that camera. Obviously, you could see that's it's an old food plot, and uh, I, I, there's really nothing there. They they just keep walking across in front of the camera. I, there's there's no corn out. There's no nothing. Those are just all natural pictures. And and when I saw that sequence, I oh, man, I got to share that. That is covert that is, cameras. Covert cameras. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that's your ring power cat tip of the week. Watch what you're doing with the mowers this time of year. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up the uh, the president of, what's the, 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 the name again? Uh, Captain Bouncer Smith. Bouncer Smith. The, yep. Captain Bouncer Smith. The, the, the Bouncer Smith fan club president of Northeast Florida, Mr. Scotty Shen. <laughs> Morning, boys. Morning. Morning. I don't get starstruck, okay? That Bruce Willis, then whatever, I'll shake your hand and move on. But as far as within the fishing industry, um, before Bouncer, I had the opportunity one evening, God, this is years ago, probably two years ago, even before he had his accident, and that was the famous Tread Barta. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of y'all know who Tread Barta was. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, Gary Remensnyder at the time was the owner of Blues who had sponsored me for my tackle. And we were at ICAST and Tread was there. And I don't know how it happened, but I got invited to go to dinner with Gary and Tread and, and some others. And 
I don't know if I ever ate. It, it was kind of, it was kind of like on your first date in high school where you just looked into the girl's eyes. I was just like fixed on him, <laughs> listening to stories, you know, and all that. It's weird. I know it's, but I'm just telling you, I have, I am exactly what Bouncer says, and I knew what I was. That was going your first stint as the president of a fan club, correct? Yeah. I knew what I was going to do in my life when I was very young. Unfortunately, I had to leave it for a few years when the kids were born and just do it as a part-time gig. But I knew where my life was going to take me. And it still is. Um, even though we get aggravated at times on bait, bait problems and, and fish, but it's still, it's still my number one passion. And <clears throat> on Wednesday, when Leon told me that he was, Bouncer Smith was going fishing, I said, dude, I will do anything. I'll pay your fuel. I'll even buy the fish to replace what Bouncer's not going to catch <laughs> if you can come to the dock on Thursday morning. And it was nothing but a pleasure. The man is a true gentleman. Um, what was so cool is, Gavin, I don't know, 12 charter captains yeah. standing around him. Yeah, there was. All you know, doing excerpts of what was this to like you? What was that? And I mean, it was, I, I was truly fixed on listening to the man just speak and tell of, of the stories and stuff like that, you know? And, 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 um, and, and the funny thing, Scott, is, is I had two younger charter captains come up to me and, and they're like, uh, who is that? <laughs> who is that? <laughs> you no know, idea. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of old guys. There's a lot of old guys that did not know who he was. Yeah, really? Well, that's that's strange. I, I don't know how you don't know who Lefty Cray is or Flip Pallet right. or Bouncer Smith right, right there. I mean, you Well, know. just like you, you got to be telling me that time when you stood in front and had to explain to Flip Pallet how to tarpon fish. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was a lot not, of fun. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, but that's what I'm – but in the fishing industry – I get starstruck by those kind of individuals. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis and Adam Sandler, I, well, hello, how are you? But somebody that's an icon in the industry, I mean, damn, they named a boat after him. It's Bouncer's Dusky 33. They built a 33-foot boat. That's right. I forgot for about that. Yep. 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 That was his boat to build. He built that boat for Dusky. It's pretty, pretty cool. Mean, the man is an icon. Yeah. And, an icon. And, and that... If you could, if you could have heard the uh, the Mark Sosin stories, Jeff, when he told them yeah. off the air, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah. kind of here's a, here's a crazy it. thing is that he do he was not bashful about saying the first time he ever met Mark Sosin, he was like, uh, because Mark Sosin has a reputation of not being the friendliest of guys. No, yeah, he was, he no. was a jerk to me the first time I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and honestly, and the ear bouncer. Yeah. And here, Bouncer said the same thing that Kevin did. Yeah. I was just sitting there, like, chuckling, going, oh, okay, so it really wasn't, you know, an off day for him or Kevin. You know, it was truly, this guy is an idiot, you know, <laughs> to begin with. You know, it was kind of funny to hear that. It really, truly was. Classic. Yeah, so, it was great. It was great. Um, it was great funny story. Funny story of the week. Yes. I know I probably got picked on earlier. Um, Jeff, it's been... A great inshore week of fishing, but not a lot of legal fish. 20, 25 flounder is pretty much the norm. You know, with the new rule, it's great. Mm -hmm. You know, but we're seeing a lot of 12, 13-inch fish. Anyhow, 
I had a mom and dad and the two young kids. And here's Bouncer's take on that. So anyhow, this girl, at the little nine-year-old girl at the very end, last cast, catches like a 17-inch flounder. Mm-hmm. All by herself. Congratulations. The flounder is still alive when I get to the dock. Okay? So I, I'm cleaning a, like a 20-inch flounder, the 17-inch flounder, and I got a 21-inch red. So I clean the red and the flounder that's already dead. The live one's left to go. He's in the bucket. I flip him up there on the table. What does he do? He goes ballistic as soon as I put my hands on him. He knocks one of the red fish fillets in the water. Then he goes in the water. <laughs> so needless to say, I had a fish and a half <laughs> out of three. Best day ever. It, 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 excuse me, but talking about pissing you off after you struggled all day to, you know, to catch 20 short flounders and three or four short red fish to only have three fish to clean. Now you're down to a fish and a half. Kind of wasn't the highlight of my day. Good, but good thing you're so even keel. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I tried to watch my tongue, but yeah, it was difficult. Hey, if that's the worst thing that's happening to you, you know what? It's all good. It's all good, brother. Oh, yeah. Outside of Kevin telling me yesterday was going to be flat calm, we're going to have a wonderful day. I put the kingfish rods on the boat for the first time in the year. I've never been offshore yet, except to fish a kingfish tournament, and I get out there, and it's rough as hell. It was not rough as hell. It was beautiful on the beach. <laughs> on the beach, but God. So anyhow, so I'm pinned between Kevin and Captain Zach Timmons, and what does my clients get to do each time? Kevin goes two for four, and Zach goes two for two, and I'm within 50 yards of each one of them. Like, I could not get a bite, caught one lemon shark all day, came home with my tail tucked between my legs, it's like, damn, what a week. <laughs> oh, we got we to gotta run, buddy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Classic. There's no, they threw that mold away, bro. <laughs> Poor guy. It's such a bad day. Let's take a break. Okay, let's do. <laughs> Good Lord. We'll, uh, we'll talk to Brian when we come back. We'll talk to Gary. Uh, hey, look, uh, if you need equipment to do the job right, Coastal Equipment, two locations, one in McClendon, one on New Kings Road, full line of Kubota products, gravity, zero-turn mowers, all the hot seat pressure washers, and don't forget about the steel power equipment, all at Coastal Equipment, and go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com see all of our sponsors. Clickable links on the homepage at OutdoorShow.com, two S's back-to-back. <laughs> So, have you ever heard of a yellowmouth grouper? No. Either no, have I. No. But I, I, it's a pretty cool story. Chris Schultz sent us a, yes. an article that he wrote for, I think, the Beach's Leader. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're going to provide a link whenever it gets printed to where we can put the story, a link up on our Facebook page because uh, he recently went fishing offshore. And with a group of guys, you know, and yep. part of the group of guys, a bunch of buddies and all that, and kind of a rough, snotty day, Justin Quint- Quintal, and I hope I said that properly, who is a, a men's longboard champion, world champion, and is like one of the best longboard surfers on the planet, mm-hmm. was with them on that trip. They ended up catching this yellowmouth grouper that Justin caught. So anyway, they finally get it to the scale, and the story is, is an amazing story, 23.2 pounds. Mm-hmm. 
which breaks an all-tackle record that stood for almost 20 years. 20 years, yeah. And they didn't know it. They didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to try to put this story up, link it or post it or whatever on our Facebook page, and and we will do that because it's pretty cool that – about this story. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines and let's uh, get to, to Gary first, and then we're going to talk to Brian. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Happy Fourth to y'all. You and too. You. Thank you. I was just wondering, do you guys have any traditional Fourth things like any specialty dishes that you or your significant other no. may make on the Fourth? No. Or? no. Not, not like Thanksgiving. Nope. Yep. I, we, we don't. Nope. No. N- nothing Miss Terry does, huh, huh Jeff? No. 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 Fourth of July can be a lot of different things. Okay, I was just curious. That's all I have for today. Thanks, guys. Thanks, See you. See you. I mean, it could be, you know, look, I might do ribs. You could know, be wings. We, it could be wings. Yeah. It might be dogs. It might be tacos. Tacos. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fourth yeah. of July can be anything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. It's just, it's about the gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's go to the phone lines the and bring up Brian. Got a fishing story and idle talk. Morning, Brian. What's up, fellas? Morning, Brian. Hey, I. I Kevin, we need to do something for Scotty. I don't know if it's a beer and wing night or or uh, intervention or something, but that stress Therapy. level is not good for him. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh Lord! So, so Brian, <laughs> yellowmouth yes, grouper? You ever caught one? I have never caught one. I've heard of them down south, and you know, a lot of them in the Bahamas. I, mm-hmm. I you know, but I, I have never caught one. Was it caught up here, Jeff? Uh, yeah, it was caught on Mayport. Yeah, Mayport caught out of wow. Mayport, and eventually yeah. th- they had to take it all the way to Crystal River for a certified IGFA scale. Really? Yeah, yeah. They were like driving oh. all over the place trying to find a certified scale, and uh, unfortunately, they didn't flay it. Yeah, which right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Most people would be like, "Oh, it's grouper." Yeah, Let's eat exactly. It. And uh, they ended up taking this thing all the way over to Crystal River. Uh, to where they could find an IGFA certified scale at Pete's Pier. <laughs> okay, Pete's Pier. Uh, Pete's Pier. Pete's yeah. Pier. Do you know where that's at? I have no idea. No idea where. Okay, that well, th- is. but but think think about the weight that it probably lost in the you yeah. know transportation. Probably a day or two after he caught it. Yeah, absolutely. Because it wasn't like it was caught, come back in, and then weigh it. Yeah, it was caught, come back in next day. You're trying to find a certified scale. Which you know, kind yeah. of amazing that we don't have a certified scale somewhere I, in this area. I always I thought Comanche Cove was. No, I always heard the post office. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I always heard. Uh, that would, that would make scales. sense. Yeah. But I mean, sure, that would I mean, make sense. <laughs> You can walk in the post office. Yeah, I'll carry a dead fish. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I need to borrow your scale. Well, that's, I've, they have a certified scale. But it was, I guess, it was the the first record fish that they have weighed at Pete's Pier, mm-hmm. and there was a, a little bit of a crowd awaiting yeah, because they were told that this fish may be a, an all-tackle world, world record. Right. The other, the other one that cool. I always heard was, was a butcher shop because they have to have certified scales. Okay. So, huh. but, it, but, they, but he said IGFA certified That's right. scale. Right. Yeah. IGFA, so, right. International Game Fish Association. Association. Yep. I tell, I tell you guys, you're listening to Scotty talk about Bouncer and, and what a wonderful man he is. I've never met him, but just hearing some of the things that he's done down south and everything. I ran across, and I think I've told you this before, Kevin, when I was younger, 
uh, Jose Wahebe was was my hero. Wow, you know, yeah. I, I I wanted to to be him. And the Love first time I fished, he he had, he had uh, him and Flip had the best the best, best shows. shows. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll be very honest with you. I don't watch fishing shows. I find most of them boring. But those I'll two, watch those two. Guys. Those two, I I, 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 I watched, and and I I never had the pleasure of shaking his hand. But I had a very long conversation on the phone with Jose. Yeah, which was had him on our was, show. Well, yeah, had him on the show, which was uh, I was trying to get him. You know, um, so we were able to talk. Should we talk for thirty, forty five? We've, we've had both of them on our show, yes, and both of them wonderful. Yep, yep, no yep. question. So the first time we fished the Key West Kingfish Tournament, God, I guess it's been eighteen years now. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. We couldn't find bait down there, and we were staying at. Uh, Murray's Marina right there at Key West mm-hmm. and that's where Jose happened to be. Yep. Same place we stayed when we sure. fished there, Kevin. Yep. Um, and we were tying up and uh, we just so happened to be two slots down from him and he was just getting off a trip and said, hey, you know, how'd you guys do? And we told him he couldn't find any bait. He goes, you guys down here fishing for the Kingfish tournament? I said, yeah, you know, we're going to do this. And he said, all right. And he said, uh, just hold on a minute. I'll be right back. So he got done cleaning his fish and comes walking down the dock with a 12-pack of bush light. I'm like, okay, well, he's going to load up for his trip tomorrow. He comes down to the boat, sits on the boat, breaks out a beer, hands us a beer, and talked to us for 30, 45 minutes, giving us seven or eight different spots to go find bait and said, if you need any help, let me know. Wow. Did, did, I mean, which is awesome, but the bush light? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, anything tastes good. The keys. Uh, <laughs> hey. I would have drank hams at that point having Jose sitting on the boat with me. It didn't matter to no, me. No, Brian, I mean, here, here's the thing. If, if Jose's, like, starting a conversation, he's telling us all that kind of stuff, I'd say, hey, Jose, give me just a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> and I go buy some good beer and then come back and say, we got to drink real beer, Jose. You can't, I can't be drinking bush light, man. I appreciate you. I, I love you. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with a bush light. I mean, look, if, if it's hot and I'm thirsty yes. enough, I'm going to drink anything. But, I mean, if I've got my choice, I'm not drinking bush light, man. Okay. Well, yeah, but you didn't have a choice, though. Yeah, That's I mean, the the man That's man what he brought down. down. Well, man walks down with a 12-pack of beer. I mean, uh, I'd like to go buy a better 12-pack. Okay, what would you buy? Oh, I don't know, but anything but Bush Light. <laughs> <laughs> Natty Light? <laughs> well, no. Mitch, Mitch already bought them all. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a great story, Brian. I've, I've never that heard cool. that before. That, that's, that's cool. It was cool. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Thank you, Brian. Yep. Yep. The one yep. thing that always impressed me about Jose when, when he was on our show and then also with Flip, and with Flip, you know, we had him on the show, mm-hmm. and then also had the opportunity to meet him a couple different times yep. and have conversations with him. It's just the easygoing way that it's just when you talk to him, it's just two fishermen talking. That's right. It, it, there's no um, screaming, e- ego, yep, yep. screaming, yep. Mark Sosen type behavior. Right. It's just they're just chill, and and have have enjoyed speaking with both of them. Uh, flip in person is awesome. Flip, absolutely. We, I mean, we spent like a couple hours yeah. with with Flip. So, I mean, like sitting around having a, an adult beverage yes. and chilling and 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 really talking to great him. guy. Yeah, great. Wish we had an opportunity to do the same with Jose. I wish so too. Right. That would have been fantastic. All right, let's take a break, and we come back. We're going to do a Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week. We're going to talk to Rick. He's got a fly fishing story, which I believe a picture was just sent in to us. Okay, maybe his better half. And we shall find out right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. 
It's always funny how things happen. Uh, yeah, okay. And that uh, this week we get a request on our Facebook page from our good friend John Strickland, who who shared us pickles, and yes. he always sends us food things, and and we're, we're, we're all foodies. John's right in that batch, and John had a special request to bring back the Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week from a couple years ago, which was candied pork belly. Well, uh, I had... And I and I I love pork belly. And I like I said, it's funny how things work out for the timing because last weekend me and Tara went and stayed at a hotel in North Carolina before we picked up mm-hmm. our daughter from camp, and we happened to be at a restaurant where we actually ordered pork belly okay. as an appetizer. Right. And it was good, mm-hmm. but me and Tara both said to we to each other, not nearly as good as the candied pork belly we make at home. I hear that every time we go to a restaurant. So if if you go to our Facebook page, we have shared the details on the candied pork belly and essentially kind of shared it. We showed a picture of it. And all it is is you take pork belly and you can – we I bought it and I buy it at Costco. Mm-hmm. You get literally cut pork belly. I don't like the super thick like one-inch cut. Okay. I want it cut thicker than bacon. Mm-hmm. Okay, And they sell that at Costco. And then all you do is you – Put a piece of tinfoil over your big bacon sheet so you don't end up having to clean the pan terribly long. And you lay the, the strips of ba- uh, pork belly out like you do bacon. Mm-hmm. And then you cook it. And then you cook it in the oven at about 350 to 375. And then once it starts to get almost there, when I say almost there, almost completely cooked, then you add a little bit of uh, salt and you add a little bit of brown sugar. That's what I thought it was, brown sugar. Okay. And, the, and, it, and then the sugar caramelizes. It gets that kind of crispy coating over the top. And that on pork belly is something else. I mean, absolutely something else. So it's simple. And it's easy. Exactly. It's just like cooking bacon at the end. The last step, again, is you add the brown sugar and a little bit of salt to your flavor. Some people may not want to add salt. And it's outstanding. I love pork belly. I think pork belly is one of the best pieces of meat that there is. And this is terribly easy. And uh, and I'm sure if people have their own pork belly recipes, you can chime in on our Facebook page and share your recommendation as well. And that's your Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. All right, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up Rick, he's got a fly fishing story. Good morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, Rick. Hey, so real quick, we're out west, um, and if you haven't been to Yellowstone and out there, you, you need to do it. It is the most beautiful place in the world. Mm-hmm. If you're military, I don't know if you guys know this, but you get into all national parks for free. If you're military, all you do is show an ID card, and they will give you a pass. So, um we started out on the on the north branch of the Coeur d'Alene River up in Idaho um, and caught some cutthroat trout and what they referred to as Rocky Mountain bonefish, <laughs> which which is kind of like they called it whitefish. It, it, uh, they told me it indicates a healthy river. But, um, you know, I lesson learned here. I didn't take any pictures of the cutthroat because the guy says, oh, you're going to catch bigger ones, and I didn't catch any more. So lesson learned when you're on a trip, take the first picture Yeah. of the first fish you catch. So um, thank you. 
oh, the next the, the next trip was the Green River in um, Wyoming, and um, that was an awesome eight-hour float trip. Uh, caught some brown trout, rainbows, more Rocky Mountain bonefish. Um, <laughs> I did. I sent y'all a video of that one. It was uh, a picture. It was a really cool place. Um, again, an eight-hour float. Um, had three boats. Six of us went. Uh, really good time. And then the last one that my wife sent a little picture of, and I sent a video of, was the Weaver River in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a wade trip in the evening, looking for a hatch to come in and, and do effectively top water where you're throwing dries. And man, we had trout rising all over the flies, but they just wouldn't eat them. And uh, you know, you can you can, uh, can go to the fish, but you can't make them eat. Yeah, so, that's um, I understand. It's called fishing. <laughs> but just you know, the scenery and um, you know the fishing. It wasn't great. We were a little early for the dry hatch. Really dry out there. They're really worried about fires. Uh, the water levels are already really low on the Snake River going through Wyoming. Um, but just, you know, what a phenomenal trip. Got some really good days of fishing in. Uh, saw some huge cutthroat trout in the Yellowstone River. But unfortunately, they were in a no-fishing area, which is always the case. You know, three or four pounders. Um, and then that one picture, that's a brown trout my wife caught in the Weber where she schooled me, I didn't get any fish, and she was catching those little browns. So, you know, <laughs> mama always wins. <laughs> but, but hey, go out west, see Yellowstone. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. It's all my bucket all list. Yeah. Elk all over the place, pronghorn. Uh, we learned that they are not bison. They are, they are not buffalo. They are bison. <laughs> uh, bison all over the place, deer all over the place. Just, just uh, saw a grouse. Uh, ruffled grouse up on a on a uh, an ATV tour, just just unbelievable. Yeah, it's, unbelievable. It's, uh, it's great. It's, Thank you for sharing the pictures. And if you don't mind, we're going to share them with everybody at some point uh, on a Facebook sure. post at some point. But uh, yeah, tremendous. Sure. Definitely on my bucket list. Is to, and I love the West, mm-hmm. and I would love to be able to go out there and kind of do the old cast and blast mm-hmm. combo. You well, know, where you the, hunt and, and you and go I've told fly you this fishing. Too. Probably the greatest trip that, that Carrie and I have ever done was when we went to Washington State mm-hmm. and, and turkey hunted. And you're sitting there and an elk walks by and yeah. a mule deer walks by and then a black bear and, you know, uh, uh, wolves. and The gift coyotes. of the West is the scenery, <coughs> excuse me, is the scenery yeah. and the open country, yeah, which is what we well, don't get do here. A, the, the guy on the Green River float trip, the guy told me they do a blasting cast in the fall and it was one of those bends that we ran around, they showed me there was a little backwater eddy about a half an acre, and it's beautiful reeds in there. They had a blind set up they keep in there permanent. He said, you know, we'll go float, go in, and, and they, you know, they're, they're um, all passing shots, but the ducks do come in and decoy, you know, greenheads, teals, saw a couple of huge redheads. So that, that is an option for the fall. Um, you know, the weather is sketchy out there in, in the fall, but Man, uh, Jackson, Wyoming, and, and quite a history. Um, they, they talked about the guy that really was responsible for settling Jackson, and he was a Pony Express rider. Uh, talked about how they used to fish and hunt. And just hey, Rick, real, real, real quick, but before before we let you go, did you go to Mount Rushmore? That's in South Dakota. No, we right? weren't. Any, yeah, we yeah weren't but that's the that's the trip. You know, oh, uh, party the trip. Yes, yeah, part of the trip. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, because um, that, we did that trip. We did South Dakota, Wyoming, uh, Grand Tetons, yeah. Um, Yellowstone. When I was a kid, it was you. You have to go. Did to you have? Did you have the uh, yeah. the station wagon with the wood panel doors and all that? <laughs> no, no, it was a um, oh god, family truckster. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was pretty close. It was pretty close. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Lisa. We're gonna right, we're gonna take a break. And before we do, though, I wanna I wanna squeeze Mike in real quick. He's got a question about Guana. Morning, Mike. Hey. Good morning, guys. Um, so I was having a beer with the, at the local tavern and uh, started talking to a fisherman, and I'd mentioned that I fish Guana River and occasionally Guana Lake, and uh, and I mentioned, boy, that lake they haven't filled it up yet. He said that he heard that you guys had mentioned something about. Some grand plans relating to the lake. You know, you know anything? You know what they're doing? Yeah. Well, the, essentially, the water levels in Guana Lake are all controlled based upon providing the best duck habitat that they can. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And <laughs> the duck hunters give them a lot of money. Okay, I don't want. Those no, guys. it's not about it's not about duck hunters yeah. because look, they don't make a ton of money from the duck no. hunters. Gosh, no. I mean, they're they're trying to just manage that literally for the waterfowl, and yeah, and it's not good. because they make a tremendous amount of money out of it. I thought ducks unlimited might. I'm sorry, I don't mean to go down that road, but so <laughs> I know that the water's very low anyway. Yes, so. yeah, it's it's very low right now, and I can tell you that if you try to paddle in Guana Lake, your your paddle tips are going to get in the mud. Yeah, see, I do a lot of fishing there in in August. I do some really good trout fishing up there. And are they going to keep it at that level? Or no, they're, no, they're no, they're not going to keep it at that level. There's a period of time, and and what they're trying to do is get this. And this is not exactly for firsthand account, but I've gotten this through different people. And at some point, Mike, we're going to try to get the guy who's in charge of that mm-hmm. of Guan, and there's one guy, and uh, we're going to have him on again. But they're trying, they control the water level to provide, to make sure that this, the, the sediment, the muck kind of settles and that this yeah. duck grass grows. And so, and however long it takes for that to happen is however long they leave the water levels I, down. I, yeah, I've I spoken with, I guess, the biologist. He told me the same thing. But usually they, they fill the lake up in, by June. So I guess they just. They just drag it a little bit. Yeah, I, I, for year. whatever reason, I, I guess the duck grass okay. hasn't grown yet. I, I was just hoping that they weren't going to leave it at this level. Cause I, I mean, I'm worried about a fish. I mean, when it gets warmer, with all that those fish in there and the water not being very deep, you might have a, a fish kill. That's what I was just worried no, about. No, no, no. Yeah, but uh, it'll come back up and uh, right. hopefully sooner right. than later. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Right, bye-bye. All right, let's take a break, and we come back. We'll do another weather and another tides right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, you know, like a piece of property and people take advantage of you, leave a trailer in your yard or your driveway because your HOA is... Like you can't have a boat trailer in here and you keep your boat in a dry storage or even on a dock lift. Look, stack them storage. And they'll, 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 they'll come by, they'll pick up your trailer, put it in dry storage for you, do a five-point inspection. And Kirk even talked about last week, They uh, some of the guys needed their bearings changed. They do all that. Yeah. All right, they'll take care of your boat trailer. When you need it back, they'll bring it back to you. Stack Ain't that M- awesome? Yeah, stackmstorage.com. All right, uh, I've got to send a shout-out. Thank you, Willie. Shout-out. Because um, my son Dylan had a fly rod that he got from Bob McNally, and uh, 
Uh, he loves the fly rod. He thinks it's the best and it's one of his favorite rods. And the, the cork kind of chipped, disintegrated mm-hmm. off of the end. Well, I, Dylan said, what do I do? I said, take it to Willie. Yeah, take it to Willie. And he's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I said, that's Willie fixes rods and reels and everything. And he goes, well, what's his number? Can you, can you send me the number? I said, and I turned and looked at Dylan. I said, 708 fish. He goes, no way. He goes, that's his number? I yeah. said, yeah, 708 yeah. fish. That's put it in your phone. So he called Willie up and, and Willie uh, put a new cork and sanded and everything. So I just got a text from Dylan. He just picked it up from, mm-hmm. from Willie and, and I said, what'd you think? And he goes, he sanded a little bit more to shape the handle. It really looks freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, and where he sanded it to where it's the same texture as the cork. So uh, thank you, He's Willie. He's gotten into it, hasn't he? Huh? He's gotten into it. Oh, yeah. Dylan's gotten way into the fly fishing thing. So That's I mean, cool. thank you, Willie, folks. If, if anybody needs a reel or a rod fixed, there is only one place to go, mm-hmm. and that's to call Willie at 708-FISH, and he does a tremendous job. So, anyway, he, uh, he, he took mixed, and just, Dylan just texted me, he said he'd, uh, he'd mixed epoxy with ground-up cork and molds it to the rod. How about that? Wow. Yeah. That's wild, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, 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 had, um, I had a real seat break loose, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was spinning. On my rod, and I was like, "How in the, how are we going to fix this? You know, how do you how are you going to re epoxy yeah. a real seat? You know." And I, I called Willie, and I'm like, "Do I just throw the rod away?" Right? He goes, "No, no, no, no problem. No, no. Bring it by. Yeah, bring it by. Yeah, yeah. Had it had it fixed. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, let's Good do stuff. a updated weather and an updated tides weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville." Period. And the nice thing is, is that they always have different kind of beers. They have a beer menu, by the way, craft beers. Yes. That you can pick to go along with uh, whatever you choose to eat. And uh, outstanding. So uh, here's the weather forecast today. West winds 10 to 15 knots, three feet with a dominant period of seven seconds. Tomorrow, southwest winds five to 10. Uh, becoming south in the afternoon, sees three you know, feet. You would, you would think that that southwest, like that uh, typical, it would be like 100 degrees. Not. And it's not. 80s. Yeah, it's going to be the 80s. Uh, the one thing you got to keep an eye on is when you move into Tuesday night, mm-hmm. tropical storm conditions possible, chance of showers, and a slight chance of thunderstorms. And then Wednesday, tropical storm conditions possible, chance of showers, and a slight chance of thunderstorms because the, the way it looks with uh, Hurricane Elsa, is that right now the current track that they have it going is that it would be off of basically right on top of the Keys on uh, early in the wee hours of Tuesday morning, and then it would backdoor coming through Jacksonville Wednesday during the day. So it would be going back up into maybe Steenhatchee and all that. And, yes, mm-hmm. Jason Adams, I hope it doesn't mess you up. But the good thing is it's rolling. It's rolling. I good. mean, it's going fast. Yeah. I so, mean, it's, it's like 28 miles an hour the last I saw. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's honking. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one good thing. It's forecasted right now, according to the last update, to be a hurricane. And But once it gets to Cuba and uh, in those areas, going back down to a tropical storm. So, hopefully it does that so it doesn't uh, uh, be a big problem for the yeah. entire state of Florida. But it's definitely going to bring some rain. Yeah. Imagine I mean, that. We need rain, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe it'll just suck everything up and take with it for a yeah, while. I hope you know, so. I hope give, us, a, give us 10 days or so. Ready for, I'm ready for a break. Yep. All right. Tide's report brought to you by Angie Subs right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. Don't forget about the Grom at the Beach. The Tide's for today at 4.58 p.m. Today is going to be your high tide. That's a 4.22. And then tomorrow morning at 5.10 a.m., that's your high tide. That's a 3.68. 11 a.m. tomorrow is your low tide. That is a .15. Those are the Mayport Bar Pilot Dock Tides Report. Again, brought to you by Angie Subs. Get yourself some French fries at Angie Subs. And and keep in mind, um, I, I know there's people already out on the water and stuff, but it's going to be a crazy weekend. Um, just just be patient, man. It's um, you know, take your time. It, it, there's a, there's a lot of people on the water and. Uh, they're, they're having fun. I, I get it. Just look, have fun. Yeah, yeah, but be safe. Yeah, absolutely. And be most safe. importantly, don't be pounding beers and driving a boat nope. thinking that it's okay. No, okay, it's because not there's okay. plenty of knuckleheads out there that don't even need to have a drink to be a knucklehead. <laughs> they already don't know how to drive. They already boat. don't know how to yeah. drive a boat. Yeah. Okay, so seriously, let's make sure that everybody has a great weekend and that it is around next week to enjoy next week. Yes. Not worrying about, oh, let's just uh, have a great time. I'm going to cut loose. It's the 4th of July. Have some sense. Have some sense. And if you need help at the boat ramp, I saw that picture. It was a picture that uh, somebody shared with us on our Facebook page, and it was a sign, and it was a lady sitting there in a lawn chair at a boat ramp says, we'll back trailer for $5. <laughs> I'll bet you that if yeah. you did that yeah. oh, at yeah. some boat ramps this weekend, you might make a few dollars. No, no there's no question. Uh, yeah. Yeah, people people need help, and and then when you get in a crowd, and the blood pressure goes up a little bit, and you're you know they, they kind of get sideways, it ain't good. No, it's not. Yep, yep. Logs as usual. The Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. The Saint Augustine, uh, welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Southwest Grill, Steen Hatchie River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Strike Zone Fishing, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co Builders Inc., Whalen Bay Marine. The Nimnik family of dealerships, of course, our title sponsor, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway and Chevrolet on Cassett. C&H Marine Construction, the only place to call for your dock or bulkhead or boathouse stuff. Atlantic Coast Marine, shark coatings, garage floor coatings, and also any kind of concrete coatings. Hagen Coastal Outfitters and Hagen Ace. LV Hires, Inc. Consignment Boat Sales, Claudeau and Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovation, Stack M Storage, Ring Tire and Cat Rental Store, and The Beard of Pig. And folks, um, wave the flag proudly. Nation's birthday. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a great, great, great weekend. And remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. See you. See you. And there ain't no cure.